You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This episode number 81, part one. We're discussing Marvel and DC at San Diego Comic-Con 2017 and D23. Woo! I'm Winero's Tim. I'm Troy. Coming at you back from Hall H, I'm Sanjay. Oh man, so <laughs> jealous. But so great to be back at the table. We missed last week, guys, and that's why we're doing this special two-part episode. Because of the volume of announcements that have come out in the last two weeks in relation to DC, Marvel, Star Wars, we split episode 81 down the middle and we're doing a Marvel and DC focused episode primarily on the movie related news. We're going to save the comic books and some of the TV stuff for later episodes down the road. And then our second episode, part two, is going to be focused in on Star Wars. And that's going to be coming from the D23 and also some of the announcements from San Diego Comic-Con, even though there was no film presence there. So we got so much content to get through. I Putting together the outline <laughs> for this, I was just like, I have no idea what to include here. <laughs> so we decided on the film stuff as well as the collectible stuff for these two episodes, because that's somewhat of our primary focus in here on the podcast and we've done some other articles which relate to the tv and some of the other stuff that was announced and we will get to that eventually maybe closer towards the debut of the the tv shows we're also (laughs) gonna have to do some comic book wrap-up episodes here we've got some events coming towards the end and we've got some announcements of some new runs going on here so i figure we're gonna save that for a little bit down the road but unlike other years when we discussed san diego comic-con we were kind of coming at it from the periphery and from a distance. And Troy and I experienced that again this year. We were able to watch a lot of the panels. But this year, we had a man on the floor, one of our own. Sanjay ventured down to San Diego. That's right. Fulfilled a lifelong dream. Yeah, man. You were able to get down there, experience some of the stuff on the outside of the convention, as well as hit the floor. Yeah, I'm still trying to come down off this high, you know? I mean, it was kind of like mixed between Las Vegas, like the Strip, um, New York, uh, what's that main, Times Square, and like nerddom. Like if you combine those three elements, that's kind of what the floor was like. But before I take you on this journey, I'm going to take a step back. So one thing you got to do is you got to prepare for when you're going to San Diego Comic-Con. And this is like, we've, we've heard a little bit of this already, and I'm quite impressed for a first time <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con goer that you were this prepared. Like, I know we've done a lot of conventions in and around the city, but I'm amazed at how you prepared for this. <laughs> I prepared more for this than I have, like for most anything else in my life. <laughs> Test exams, like my driving exam, having a baby. Like, I think I studied more up on going to San Diego Comic-Con. I can <laughs> wing this baby thing. Oh, yeah. I have someone else there. Like, if anything happens, I'll just blame her. And uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, you're on, it's not true. so how did you prepare for for san diego okay so the two biggest things i did was i went on this one website called sdccblog.com which is a san diego comic-con unofficial blog and it gave you amazing tips and uh tricks and the other thing was another uh, youtube channel called parks and cons and literally all these guys do is they just go to different conventions in america and different like amusement parks and they just like give you tips and like talk about their experiences I mean, I, I know, right? Like I want that. (laughs) So they gave me a lot of good tips. And so 
one of the tips they gave me was packing. So while I was, uh, before I went, I had my suitcase and I'm like, well, I don't need that much clothes. I'm only there for four days. You know, I'll wear stuff there and back and I'll probably get some t-shirts. So my suitcase, I have maybe just like four pairs of underwear, like a short, uh, like one pair of shorts, um, two t-shirts, some socks. And then I have bubble wrap tape, bunch of empty boxes, uh, a movie poster, uh, holder for, for the convention, uh, a backpack, tons of food that I can bring with me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, like beef jerky, granola bars, bottles of water. (laughs) Like I was telling Tim, like if TSA opened my suitcase, they would have thought I was a serial killer for sure. Like they're like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) He clearly has like no clothes with him. Like he's not planning a return trip. I think he's going to like, I don't even know what he's going to do, but yeah, it was pretty comical. Um, luckily for me, TSA didn't stop me or grab my bag, but I think they probably expected going to San Diego Comic-Con. The experience itself, let me tell you guys, um, if you like standing in line, San Diego Comic-Con is the place for you. (laughs) Uh, So it is that busy. Because when you look at the videos that you see online and all that, yeah, you see the lines and all that, but everyone seems to be moving and flowing pretty well. Like, is Hall H and all that, is it that densely packed on the floor? Well, um, like getting into the con itself, it does move pretty quickly. Um, and I think you're just so jacked for like the experience to get into the expo that, you know, you kind of just like go with it. Like, I think I stood in line for two hours, but it didn't feel like two hours to get into the con to get into the con. Yeah. So what happens was I got there in early in the morning and I had heard that Mattel had was kind of a shit show to get stuff from last year. And so their store opened at 7 a.m. So I immediately get there, go to the Marriott across from the convention center. I was like, OK, I got to get this Mattel stuff because it's going to be busy. There's like three people in line picking up their pre-orders. <laughs> I was like, what? I could have been like out there standing in line to get into the convention. So I get my pre-order, which is this lovely cyborg action figure. Let's, let's open it up. Like it talks and everything. Like mother it's, box. It's a mother box and it says words like. Wow. This does not look like a game from Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> you say anything else there? We'll have to edit. Oh. Weapon systems activate. Wow. Okay. Badass. Decent yeah. articulation. Have you, uh, have you posed it or anything yet or no? No, I think it's like strapped in there. Looks pretty much like a Iron Man Marvel Legends. Yeah. yeah. And I was happy that it actually makes sound. So it'll be a nice little display case for my house. And uh, so I picked that up. But then the shitty thing was I had to carry because it's a big box, as you guys can see. It's not like a small little like dinky box. Like it's they put like a, eight by eight by eight. Yeah. Yes. They put a lot of work into it too, like the artwork. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty nice box. We'll throw some images up on... Uh, Looks Twitter very Zack Snyder like still, eh? Yeah, yeah. it does. It's got all the emblems, too, there along the base. Yeah. No Green Lantern emblem, though, but a Superman emblem. Yeah, he's in the movie. For sure. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so then I get there, and I'm like, okay, so now I got to go stand in line to get into the con. So I walk, and so the convention center to get in is huge. Like, it's way bigger than the BMO Center in Calgary, probably like maybe like twice that size so like you walk down the entire strip of it and then you go across the street by the hilton which is across the street and then you turn and you're by the marina and so the line keeps going um all the way down they had a little carnival for adult swim so it was past that carnival so you walk all the way down and then you curve around and then you like go all the way back again Wow! It, it was pretty insane but it went by quick. I must say they did do a good job of getting people in and out quickly. So I do appreciate that. And the weather was beautiful. So that helped. No rain. But there's a special line for Hall H. And so this line, let me tell you, 
Thursday wasn't so bad. Like they have little tents up and you can, people were sleeping overnight for Thursday to be like front of the line when the first there front row. By the time it got to Saturday, I don't know if you guys saw the video I posted on Twitter. It's literally like almost a mile long of people that are sleeping overnight on Friday afternoon in order to get in for Saturday morning. Like it's crazy the amount of people that will camp overnight and sleep there just to get a chance to see the Justice League trailer and the Infinity War trailer. I personally, I don't think I would do that, but uh, it would be cool one year if like, you know, if we were all there and one person just kept the seats for a little bit. It's something I constantly struggle with when thinking about going to one of these big conventions and I go back and forth, like after seeing all your pictures and all that and what was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con, I'm like, okay, that's the one I want to go to. And if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have said D23 is the one I want to go to. And I'm always going back and forth, whether it's that or even celebration. But I think when you're there and in the moment, you, if you have your buddies with you, you have the supplies, like you said, you brought, <laughs> yeah. I think you might be able to, to push your way through it and, and just do it. But when you think like from this perspective, I'm like, there's no way I'd wait in a line for two days to see yeah. that Infinity War trailer. And now I'm thinking because they haven't released it publicly. Yeah, maybe I would have. Like, <laughs> it, maybe it's more about the experience of that. Like if you have even preview night and Thursday to hit mm-hmm. the floor, go around, try to get some of the exclusives, see some of the dioramas and all that they have set up and then dedicate your Friday to sitting in line to hopefully get into the panels yeah. for Saturday because that's when the big panels were. But at the same time, you're starting to sacrifice things like the Hasbro panels, the Lucasfilm publishing panels, some of the comic book panels. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of you have to weigh those options. It's like what's more worth it, doing smaller panels and a higher volume of panels or one or two humongous panels? Yeah, it's a big sacrifice for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And no, I totally agree. And when I first got there, my, you know, my thinking and my planning was I'm going to spend the whole day on the floor I'm not going to do any panels. I'm not going to do any offsites. I only have one day. But to be honest with you, the floor, I actually like felt like I got through it in a couple hours because I didn't really, I'm not really into gaming. So that stuff was like a huge chunk of it. And Artist Alley, a bunch of those artists come to Calgary anyways. So I'm like, you know, I can get them to like do a art piece here. So I'm not going to, you know, waste my time or not waste my time, but I'm not going to spend my time there. So, you know, like the Warner Brothers booth was really cool because it's just like this like monolith of like comic book stuff and Mattel booth was really cool because it had the entire costumes for the whole Justice League movie except for Superman but it had the Batmobile and it had like exclusive figures like um they haven't released them yet but the multiverse Justice League line so they had Aquaman in jeans Aquaman in his like battle gear they had a Mira uh action figure which hasn't really been released yet any pictures of her in Justice League uh they had uh Atlantean Guard and so I did like the floor and it was, it was crowded, but, you know, it was fun. It was a good time, and I loved the floor. But, you know, a lot of stuff was filling up, and the lines, once they get too long, they cap them, mm-hmm. so you can no longer sit in line. So the Fox line capped, the Nickelodeon line capped out. So, you know, and I was getting a little bit hungry, so I was like, you know what? I heard on Parks and Con that you could just go into Hall H this year for the Thursday Fox panel because they didn't do a good job promoting it. They didn't even tell you who was there until maybe, like, two days before. So I go there at like, like the panel starts at 11. I go there at like 11:10. There's no line. I like asked one of the uh, volunteers working there and I'm like, yo, is there any line? Like, can I just go into hall H? And the guy's like, yeah, follow me. You just got to go through like all the stuff, but you'll get in for sure. So like, this is awesome. Like I'm going to go into hall H for like a huge panel, like see Kingsman and possibly some Deadpool stuff, maybe some X-Men stuff. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, like, Dark that's Phoenix. What we're expecting from that, right? right? Like, cause like, cause 
Fox had only a week or two before laid down six mystery movies on top of the three movies they're putting out next year. Yeah. And this is the time to promote. Like Fox has been absentee for the last couple of years from, from San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. and using this as your launch pad seems to be what the DC extended universe is doing. Marvel is coming back in a big way to using this as a launch pad as well. And Fox needs to start promoting these movies. Yeah, they got the momentum behind Deadpool and what they did with Logan. Yeah. But they got a whole bunch of new properties out here. They got to get these exposed to fandom. They got to get people talking about them. And being that they had Thursday to themselves, yeah. I don't know why they didn't take this opportunity to drop a few trailers to get ready. Because we know they have been doing Deadpool 2 stuff. And they have put together commercials and all this kind of crap. For the marketing for this movie, I would assume already, because they seem to be whipping those out almost weekly building into the movie. That's right. Yeah, it's a head scratcher for sure, especially when you go back to, was it last year's Comic-Con when they put out that that awful trailer of Apocalypse? Was it the year before? I think it's two years. That was the Power Ranger Apocalypse. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I think they definitely, you know, like you said, they have the momentum behind them with the Mm -hmm. Deadpool and with the Logan. I don't see why they didn't take advantage of that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you look at Logan, it was a great movie, did well critically, but its box office is like half that of Wonder Woman and Spider-Man Homecoming has already passed it. Yeah. So they need to do a better job promoting these movies and more word of mouth. I mean, after the panel ended for Kingsman, people turned to each other in Hall H and was like, is that it? Like, yeah. did I miss the... Because I was like five minutes late. I was like, did I miss the Deadpool announcement? Like, did I miss something? And the guy's like, well, they no. They didn't even show like Josh Brolin. As cable. Exactly. Like, but yeah. I wonder if that's due to Thanos with Infinity War having such big emphasis on them. Could he, like, market both of them? Like, would that be possible? Because he is Thanos, right, in the MCU. I'm sure he could. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, you see, what's his name? There's a couple guys that were showing up in, in multiple panels as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like, Lawrence Fishburne. Like, they announced him in the Marvel panel and all that. That's right. Goliath. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And oh, nice. So, Perry White. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> see why they just didn't show something. Like, that's we right. know he's got the molding done for his face. He's been yeah. working out. Yeah. Like, it's unless he assigns some sort of non-compete thing where he can't yeah. be at Maybe. a convention with both... Fox, Marvel, and Marvel proper. Yeah. So I just it just seems funny that they didn't take the opportunity. And the the Kingsman stuff looked pretty cool. It was amazing. So yeah. let me tell you, I get into Kingsman. They gave me this awesome orange uh, tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And um, so they bring out the entire panel. So the guy who plays Aggie, uh, I forget his name, Targan or. I don't know. You guys have Google. (laughs) You guys will let me know on Twitter his name. Uh, So the guy who plays uh, Eggsy, Colin Firth, um, Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, uh, Jeff Bridges. And she downed that shot of liquor. Oh, man. Was that actually bourbon? It looked like bourbon. It was a full glass. It was like... like, died. (laughs) 110 pounds. Catwoman. Catwoman. She can can put it back. Like, it looked like it because they poured everyone a shot before. Like, because in the movie... So, Kingsmen are tailors in the UK. But in the sequel, they go to the US and they meet these statesmen. And the statesmen are bourbon makers in Kentucky. So that's kind of like their guys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so uh, so they gave the special uh, bourbon for the movie. They gave a shot to everyone in the cast. And the whole cast did a shot. But Channing Tatum poured Halle Berry's glass and poured it like halfway up. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. But then when the crowd, the audience asked her like she, a question like, what is better? What is more British, James Bond or Kingsman? She didn't really want to answer that. And so Channing Tatum's like, can't she just drink instead? So then the crowd kind of like egged her on, like chug, chug, chug. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. And like, yeah, like from my vantage point, she chugged that whole thing. And it was amazing. Like I have mad respect for her now. The video I saw of it, I was like, ah, it's probably iced tea or something like that. But like, <laughs> pretty cool if it was. Yeah, it's, I think it was. I think it was. I mean, I don't know. 
maybe they're just pulling a fast one on us, but it looked it looked legit. Yeah. So, so I'm curious to know because in the Fox panel they also revealed that Fox is still holding on to this Fantastic Four property. And yeah. The director, uh, the guy that did um, the showrunner for um, Legion, I believe FX that yeah. show, he's doing a Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom oh, standalone. Yeah. 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 They didn't announce that at the panel. Not the panel. No, okay. no but they did announce that there, which leads a whole bunch of other questions like, what the hell are they right. doing? And why can't you just give that back to Marvel? Because well, that's, see, that's the funny thing. So they announced this Doctor Doom thing at some point over right. the weekend or whatever, right? Why they're doing a Doctor Doom standalone, I have no idea. But that's a whole nother tangent we can get down. <laughs> but the interesting thing is because at the Marvel panel they announced that Captain Marvel, which we'll get into, is going to be fighting the Skrulls. Right. And I was yeah. under the impression that the Skrulls were owned by Fox. Yeah, because me technically too. they fall underneath the Fantastic Four banner. They're introduced in Fantastic Four, one of the original comic books. Yeah. And they're, the Super Scroll is one of their main villains from way back when. Right. And so I was under the impression that Fox owned them. And now that it's revealed that they're in the Marvel Universe, which is incredible. If you go back, way back to our episodes when we're talking about comic books that should be movies. Yes. Yeah. I was banging on about the scrolls, sure. right? In Phase 4, That's could we right. do a secret invasion? I'm yes. seeing a lot of that now. Yes. Yeah. But I, before that, I was thinking like, okay, now maybe they've done some backroom deal. Right. And the MCU is now oh. has Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, your boy, uh, James Gunn. Yeah. Um, the director, I think he, he, a while ago he came out and said that the scrolls were shared. The, so yeah. They've always had, kind of partially had the scrolls. They can't do the super scroll, I believe. So the Fox has the super scrolls. But, but one of the images looked like the super scroll. Not, maybe not with like the, the thing arms and yeah, all that. Yeah, but, but they can play the around with it, it, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah, they can kind of do whatever they want. Because it doesn't have to be the specific super scroll. Ultra no, scroll. Right? But like, I, like <laughs> because Marvel's going to beat them to the punch with the scrolls. Yes. Yeah. That, to me, that should have been the villain that they used in this reboot. Is that they could have built somewhat of a cosmic universe? We talked right. about this in yeah, the past, that's right? right? Yeah, yeah. is building up the cosmic side with Silver right. Surfer, Galactus, right. the Scrolls, and building into that because right. Fantastic Four has such a rich history in the cosmic within the comic books. They could have leveraged a lot of that, but now Marvel's going at it, and are we going to end up with two Scrolls like we did with two Quicksilvers? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Fox, to me, like other than being a cool experience for you, yeah, they did not perform at San Diego like the other two big studios. Did. No, maybe they're just scared because DC was running things and so was Marvel. I, but like, it's all about the initial reaction, I think, mm-hmm. with these, yeah. especially with the trailers. Is they drop them and then they hit YouTube and then things blow up. If you give people enough breathing room to talk about things, mm-hmm. that's all you really need yep. here. And they had basically two days to separate themselves from dc and from marvel like dc and marvel were 12 hours apart or whatever yeah eight hours apart but they still seem to have their own time to shine yeah absolutely and marvel did have d23 the weekend before as well so everyone seemed to be nicely separated there and Mm -hmm. they just didn't take advantage of it and i don't know why not yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say for Fox is the new Kingsman movie looks sick. Like, the first one was really cool and it was a pleasant surprise, but this one looks just as fun and just as different and exciting as the first one. They showed us an exclusive clip, like the first maybe five to ten minutes of the film. Awesome. And it was really cool. Really cool opening. It hooks you. It's it's like a Bond film. You know, it has like those action set pieces and really cool. The whole crowd was going crazy. And they introduced us to the new villain played by Julianne Moore and her name's Poppy. So she, she lives in a, uh, it's pretty crazy, it's pretty out there, but so is Samuel Jackson's character, but she lives in these ancient ruins, I think, in South America, but she's, like, obsessed with 50s culture, so she has, like, a greaser diner, she loves um, American graffiti. Love it. Okay. It's amazing, yeah, and she plays uh, a badass who, like, owns this drug cartel, so she's, like, the largest drug cartel in the world, and um, to show your allegiance, you get this golden circle tattooed on your chest, 
and it's like actual gold. So hence the name Kingsman in the okay, Golden Circle. I see. Yeah, and then uh, they showed us a clip with uh, Eggsy meeting Channing Tatum's character and be- uh, meeting the Statesman. So. Cool. I'm pumped for this movie. Looks I think good. it like looks really good. Look yeah, really good too. The one that came out of Comic Con. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to focus on this because, but I still like as good as this movie is. I don't see it making three hundred million in North America. You it's know? it's gonna be. It comes down to one of these like cult movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a Matthew Vaughn cult movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they'll be successful as they go as the Kingsman has become, right? Yeah. And I think this is gonna have an equally great reception. But at the same time, it's not going to be a universe that they can build up, right? They're not going to get multiple spin-out movies. Maybe they'll get a Statesman Maybe, movie yeah, focusing Statesman. in on Channing Tatum. But they're not building a universe. Right? No. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But all in all, to wrap up this, this initial <laughs> talk here, would you go back to San Diego? And what maybe are the few things you'd offer up for some advice for people thinking about going next year? Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely go again. I'm going to try to get tickets again next year. Um, I couldn't find anyone in a buying group, so... Uh, fingers crossed that I am lucky enough again next year to get tickets. Even if it's just for one day, it's still worth it. Uh, some tips I would suggest is definitely bring food um, because the line can be quite long for food and make sure you have a good breakfast before you go. I mean, I know you got to get there early and a good night's sleep before if you can is ideal. Uh, and also take breaks. I mean, you're there, you're go, go, go. But you need like just five minutes to sit down. You know, that's why I really enjoyed the panels. I did Hall H and I did a DC animated and a uh, Marvel gaming panel. And just to sit in a chair, put down all your stuff is great. Um, and make sure you have lots of stuff to bring, um, to store your stuff in, like a backpack. Because you get these Warner Brothers bags. As you can see, I brought my beautiful Justice League bag. Isn't that isn't that nice? It's As nice. you can see on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, make sure you bring lots of stuff uh, to hold your stuff. Because you're going to get a lot of free swag. And not all of it you'll necessarily like but just take it anyways it's free and you can always trade it for something you do like later on so that's what i recommend and if anyone you know is going next year feel free to tweet me send me a tweet send me a message and we can discuss and hopefully we can meet up because i'm gonna be trying to go again next year and hopefully i can get the other two nerd room guys to join me i think after seeing what i've seen and what we're gonna discuss here I think I'm really, really interested yeah. in San Diego next year. So we'll see. Interest, we'll see. Yeah. We'll the first thing you got to do is sign up and get a user ID at San Diego Comic-Con. So cool. get that, and uh, we'll go from there. Cool. NerdRM at SanDiegoComicCon.com. Going down. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Before we get into some of the discussion of what was released at San Diego Comic-Con, we promised to do a Spider-Man giveaway a couple weeks ago, and because we didn't record last week, we didn't have opportunity to actually do the draw. And to cut this process down a little bit, I did the draw prior to, or we did the draw prior to recording the podcast here. And we had quite a few entries, so we're happy about that. And we're happy people are excited about the site and looking at the site. And that's thenerdroom.net. We're posting articles throughout the weekend about Sanjay's trip into San Diego. We did some stuff on the Infinity War trailer and all that. So there's some nice content up there. We tried to update everything as the new trailers came in the new posters the new books are released so the whole website's updated now with most of the content that was released so go check out the different pages star wars marvel dc for all the updated the movies the films i threw up some of the panels even that were recorded so kind of amalgamating all that into a single space for you so you kind of don't have to go searching around the internet but the winner of the spider-man prize pack this was to celebrate the launching of the website and kind of tie into spider-man homecoming all that was it me not you. You didn't even sign up, man. Yes, I did. I don't think so. I was under Troy the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
The winner is Ross Williamson. This is nice. someone that we've interacted quite a bit with on Twitter. I'm happy that I pulled his name, and thank you to everyone else that entered. Ross, if you'd like to DM me at the NerdRM on Twitter or send an email through the same Contact Us page that you did to enter the draw here and just send me your address and all that and we'll package this all up and send it off to you as soon as possible awesome congratulations congrats man yeah you did it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys it's time to discuss some san diego comic-con and d23 we're going to kick this discussion off with dc the dc extended universe we're going to talk a bit about the film slate the aquaman and Justice League trailers that were dropped. <laughs> and this is really, this is Sanjay's wheelhouse here. And one thing that I found really interesting about DC here is that when you look at Hall H, mm-hmm. the essence of it, it can really set a tone for a, a film going forward throughout the year till its release for a universe. And if you have something that's engaging and exciting, you can really build up this, right? And for me personally, looking at DC here, they had a lot riding on this year in particular. They're riding the momentum of One Woman. They're coming off the back end of a couple of movies that weren't as well received as they had hoped. Right. And so riding into this year, I think that out of any studio, they had the most to gain and the most to lose. That's is the same thing I said about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And it's rocketed off to extreme success. Number one movie of the summer. Yeah, which is who, crazy. Who would have thought that? Like, I would have bet against it. And I'm like the biggest Wonder Woman fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's insane. Yeah. But so they've, they've done really well in this last couple, six months here. But when you look back at their presence at San Diego in the last five years or so, mm-hmm. they've really used it as the launch pad for the DC Extended Universe. In 2012, we got the first Man of Steel film footage Ooh. and this is coming hot on the heels of the release of the dark knight rises so the end of the nolan trilogy mm-hmm. and we're getting this new bat or new superman footage people were going nuts for this a year later Zack snyder showed up at hall h and announced batman versus superman oh, this is in 2013 Zach, That's my boy i actually went back and watched the youtube video yesterday because yep. i wanted to get the feeling for that he came in and they did some of the reading from the, the dark, dark knight, knight. Yeah. yeah that's dark knight right returns. yeah then they show the logo people going nuts yeah 2015 i got- remember you uh, texted me that because i wasn't even i'd forgotten that san diego comic-con was that weekend and I look at my phone and Tim's like, oh my God, they're doing Batman v Superman. Yeah. And I like run to my computer, I drop what I'm doing. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, crazy. Oh man. And then 2015, they got the first, we got the first look at Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad. It's the yeah. first footage from that. <laughs> well, you win they... some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2016, we got the first Wonder Woman trailer and the first Justice League trailer. Oh, man. So DC has shown the majority of their universe for the first time to those lucky enough to get into the Hall H panels, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty incredible. You look at the other studios, they've done other types of releases, they've done teases and films and all that. DC's home is in Hall H. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're at it again this year. And they really promised a lot with this, I think. We got Justice League coming. Like I said, we're riding the momentum of Wonder Woman. Aquaman, Jason Momoa is probably the most excited human <laughs> on the planet for yeah. that movie. He was this, the perfect casting. This guy is so energetic. Like, he blew into Hall H looking at the panel that they posted online with yeah. his trident screaming and yelling and pounding <laughs> his chest. This guy, like, he is a great promo man oh, yeah. for this universe. He's kind of like The Rock from the WWF days. Like, yeah. just the promos are top-notch, eh? 
Oh man, and he playing like the trident, like a guitar, right. and the hair flip. Just the badass. Oh. Did you see? Yeah, the they, hair flip. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Did you see when they finished the Justice League trailer? He picked up and was like smashing his chair around and stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's a wild man. Oh man, I love him. He came to Calgary Comic Ex- yeah, uh, Comic Entertainment and Expo, and it was yeah. I, I'm still kicking myself that I didn't get a chance to have him sign my Aquaman comic, but yeah, uh, shoot. He ain't ever coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Hawkeye came back. <laughs> true. Very true. But like I said, they, they had to put to bed a lot of this kind of lingering doubt in their product. And one of the things that was up in the air was their film slate. They had announced things a couple years ago in some conference call to no yeah. fanfare, no nothing going on. Mm-hmm. And this year they, they took the opportunity to say, look, this is what our film slate is going to look like. And they announced Shazam, which is going to feature The Rock, which is a, a big movie. And I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, sorry, Shane, I'm going to correct you here. Uh, actually, Shazam, Dave, uh, Jeff John said The Rock is not set to appear in Shazam. What? Yeah, he's going to be in a second movie called Black Adam, where they build yeah. up the villain. And then I guess the third movie will be the battle between, between the, two. the two. So Shazam's just a standalone for Shazam. Yeah. 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 Scratch that. <laughs> but they did announce the director as David Sandberg, and he did um, Annabelle Creation. And I did see an early sneak peek from that, from uh, the Scare Diego event I went to on the day before Comic-Con. And it, it was a good movie, a good horror film, so I'm super excited for Shazam. Well, now my anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what else do we got here on this slide? We got Suicide Squad 2. Wow, wow, wow. The Batman. The Batman. Which I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped for. Matt Reeves. Okay, can we talk about how great Planet of the Apes was? Side tangent. So have you seen a trailer? I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Let's. We'll start with you, Sanjay. I'm. I'm curious about this. Okay. I thought we're doing a mini review here. We're gonna yeah. do no less, no more than five minutes. <laughs> okay. I thought it was epic. It was a perfect way to end the trilogy. Wasn't quite as good as the second one. I think that was Dawn that came before yeah. it. But yeah, like the action sequences were crazy. Uh, you know, it's not doing so well in the box office. Critics love it. I loved it. I dug it. Uh, what do you guys think? Andy Serkis kills it. Yeah. Give this guy an Oscar. He needs to Give work in the guy. Batman. Like, this is crazy. He's playing an ape. And his ape performance gets better and better. I do agree with you. I like part two still a bit more. Yeah. For a movie called War of the Planet of the Apes. Not much war going on, right? Yeah. But besides that, you take that out, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. This is great. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. That is my exact <laughs> critique of this film. Yeah. It, it was promised a war. Yeah. Even the posters promised a war, and we never got never that Never got war. that. They no. should have flipped the titles. This should have been Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. and the other one before, number two, should war. have been War. Yes. Yeah. And you could yeah. have had this more of a natural progression, the rise, the war for the planet, and yeah. then the dawn of the, the culture of ape. That makes right. perfect sense. That, that's how I, I saw this. But this film was way more intimate and personal and mm-hmm. a story of Caesar than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a massive battle movie. Yeah. And I was waiting for that, and that anticipation for that big war, and it, spoilers for this, I guess, it, it never really came. No. Yeah. And that was somewhat of a letdown for me. But all in all, being a more personal story, I really liked it. The CGI in this oh. is flawless. It's the best. It's the yeah. best I've ever seen. I yeah. cannot yeah. tell where one begins the practice because there's some practical in here i think yeah you know? oh, must and be. and where the cgi picks up like there, it's the interaction with the humans and the cgi apes which are actors and all that's any circus yeah yeah but you don't even question it you don't. it is unbelievable it, it's well so done. believable yeah the interactions like you said between the humans there it's just unbelievable oh, this, yeah. this film like it's sometimes weird. with cgi movies when you have a lot of the interaction you can kind of feel 
the difference between the CGI characters and them interacting with humans in yeah. that. Yeah. But this, you don't see it other than when they're riding on the horses. Yeah, apes yeah. on horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it because it's a nice callback. Yeah. Like, but like a 900-pound gorilla on a horse that yeah doesn't, it's, it's a little, it's a little with my dad when i was yeah. back home on oh, okay. vacation. Yeah. yeah and that was the only thing he said coming out he says i don't really know if i buy that horse thing like <laughs> this, this horse should be straining under the weight of this yeah thing. but anyways it, it was fantastic like sure, I, yeah. I i really love the movie but it just didn't deliver on that war yeah uh, closing off do we all agree great send off to andy circus character absolutely yeah yeah, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i definitely agree but do you think this is a prequel trilogy to the original Apes movies. I would say 100% it is, except the timelines don't necessarily match up. Because if you yeah. go back to the first one, it does show the astronauts taking off to go where yeah. they go. Yeah, the Icarus, yeah. Exactly, right? Uh, Cornelius is mentioned. That's in, his in the son. Movie. That's yeah. his son, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I would assume would be the Cornelius later on yeah. down the road, which is a, a scientist himself, right? Yeah, I mean, but and Nova's in this too. Yeah, yeah Nova, Nova yeah. The, yeah. the young girl. The mute, yeah. But the funny thing is, is that Cornelius is just some scientist. Like, why wouldn't he be the heir to the throne type thing? But wasn't he in the original? Like, he was in, like, the royal circle, wasn't he? No, no, no. He's, no. he's a scientist. A scientist. Oh, okay. But they never did dig deep about uh, Andy Serkis' character. Caesar. Caesar. They never yeah. did bring up Caesar, did they? But, but isn't the original, isn't Caesar an ape from, uh, or a monkey from the circus that can talk? I think it's, like, the fourth one in or something. No, so they did a bunch of, like, time traveling and all yeah. this. Yeah. And... The the sun that shows up eventually in the past, I guess, yeah. is the son of Cornelius and his wife. Yeah. And oh. then they came back with the son to whatever, 1960 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of led the uprising or his, I don't know. Anyways, but the, the way they went with the mutes and kind of landing yeah. on this kind of desert looking. They mentioned the desert. Yeah, because that's yeah. exactly what's. Yeah, well, yeah. the desert is where they live. Yeah. And then yeah. you have the mutes running around and all that. So it seemed like it was building into the original movie, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. So, yeah, I'm I mean, for prequels. Do yeah. you guys think he is. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman was a prequel. <laughs> do you guys think, after seeing that, uh, those two movies, Matt Reeves is the good choice for Batman? I think he's a great choice for Batman. I also yeah. think Ben Affleck's a great choice for Batman, but we don't know if Batman's going to be played by Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah, do. Do you guys believe that one, though? He didn't, Did you he see didn't he... necessarily confirm it, though. But do you but see what he said? He said, like, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, but he never just went out flat out being like, I can't wait to play this character for countless amount of years. I'm, I'm going to be on board. It, it, it still doesn't seem fully committed Did, Didn't to he me. say that? He's like, I'm going to be here as long as they want me. He's as like, long as they want, but I heard this conflict between the two of them, before, between WB and between Ben Affleck. Like, oh. They both want to find a mutual way for him. To exit the character, I or the actor, I I am not completely sold on his. You still comment. not well, sold. He, he yeah. said publicly, and you've watched the panel. He says yeah. it numerous times, and he says it with a lot of profanity. <laughs> he says, "Let me be clear, Batman is the greatest fucking part in the oh, world. Yeah. I'm yeah. thrilled to do it." Yeah. 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 yeah, and I guess you can if you look at that statement. Of course, it's one of the greatest yeah. parts in the world. And he actually says it's better than anything in Marvel, better than like anything yeah. anywhere. Because he, he's the biggest Batman fan out there for yeah. sure. Uh, the thing is, with these things coming on board during uh, San Diego Comic Con, you know, with these rumors, he can't necessarily be like, "Yeah, yeah I'm exiting." Like he has to promote Justice League. He kind of has to follow suit and be like, "I love this character," which he does. I, I do believe that. I'm just still not completely on board with him sticking around, and especially with these announcements of Flashpoint. That's I right. guarantee. He's, he's not going to be Batman much longer. You so, think so, eh? So do you think with this this announcement of Flashpoint as one of the slated movies, yeah. they're going already into reboot territory? For sure. And it's so cool because what I think they could do is you got the Flashpoint, you drop that, you already have Jeffrey D. D. Morgan, who's playing Batman, Bruce Wayne's uh, father, yeah. play, have him play that dark Batman in the Flashpoint, 
fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be so cool. And then when Flash corrects everything, this is DC's chance now to fix everything. You can now make Superman lighter. You can now have a younger Batman. You can now keep Wonder Woman the exact same way she is. You can do whatever you want to do. You can totally course correct with the simple fact of having Flashpoint. So do you think they're going to splay the timeline? So leave what they've put in place already mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then splay the timeline a la Star Trek and just oh. say, here's what we have. Like leaving, if you splay the timeline, say post Batman versus Superman or pre Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you can leave the Wonder Woman movie intact. It's exactly. still part of this universe oh, because yeah. it takes place in the past. Yes. And then if Wonder Woman 2 takes place in the eighties or whatever it's going to take place, yeah. then you can still leave that intact. If you splay it at a certain point, yes. you can just take that and you divert Wonder Woman, right. the well-received movie. Yeah. And you're able to kind of course correct some of the stuff from Batman versus Superman. Yep. But at that point, you're still now potentially racing the Justice League and Aquaman. But yeah. Aquaman, one of the movies that we already know about, is going to be an origin story. So we don't know exactly, and this is one of the things that was discussed at the panel, and there's a message from James Wan, the director, saying that it is an origin story of Arthur Curry Aquaman. Right. So we right. don't know exactly where that's going to take place either. Right. As, yeah. far, as far as is it going to happen post-Justice League, pre-Justice League. So we don't know. So that's they right. could be circling a universe reboot they, at this They really stage. could. And they did do it, if you're familiar with the New 52. They pick and choose what they want to change. Mm-hmm. Batman yeah. stayed pretty much the same, but just yeah. made him like five years younger and everybody else in the Bat family five years younger. Superman was different, obviously. Mm-hmm. They just literally just pulled on what they want to alter and what they want to keep the same. I think they could very well do the same thing in this universe because it, it definitely needs a course correction. Flash has now been turned into Flashpoint. We've got an announcement of Wonder Woman 2. There was no announcement still of a Superman to a and Man I'm, of Steel I'm thinking they're holding off because we haven't seen any Superman in the marketing. Yep. Like you look at those posters, that Alex Ross poster. Oh, that's phenomenal. the best poster for me. Oh. That poster killed when you dropped that on Twitter. Lost that my is mind. Bad. Like that's yeah. that Alex Ross. Like yeah. if you go down to uh, another dimension. Another dimension. That's yeah. right. Yeah, got that sprawled across here in Calgary. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh incredible. So I thought that was fan art because I'm like, this is way too good for like a Hollywood guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and me, like a dummy, buys the Justice League poster the day before. So now I got that one instead of the, the kick-ass one. Although I still do like the other one, but yeah. this not as much. This one is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, yeah. So Superman isn't even in. He's not in the trailers. He's not is in. Is he not, though? Is he? Uh, yeah, at the end there, right? I think that's him. Because he says but hope, hope, alas. Hope, hope finally arrived. And. The S stands for hope. I mean, it's kind of like a nod to Or is hope. it a lantern? I don't think... You see a little red on the... We'll yeah. get into that in the okay. discussion yeah. of the trailer. Yeah. But, but, but um, yeah, I really hope... Because I would love to see Man of Steel 2. Um, Matthew Vaughn has expressed interest in directing it. Love that choice. I, I would really love to see Man of Steel 2 because I don't think they're done with Superman's story yet. And I love Man of Steel. I think we're all in agreement here. That's a very underrated film. The yeah. fact that it's not certified fresh in Rotten Tomatoes, but Spider-Man 3 is, is mind-boggling to me. I agree. Yeah, I, like even when I when look back and doing a little bit of uh, look back at DC in Hall H, I went back and rewatched the first couple of trailers. They are yeah. really well done. Oh yeah, and the movie. Like I agree, the movie is is pretty good. Yeah. So a couple of other movies that were announced here: Justice League Dark. We knew that was yes. coming, so that should be interesting. This may fall outside of the kind of the actual story continuity, DCU, but yeah. but it still might be kind of like in the sense of a Guardians esque, like it's in part of the universe, oh, okay. but it's not really part of the main narrative going yeah. forward with the mother boxes and, and dark side and all that kind of stuff. And then we got Green Lantern Corpse. So oh. again, another movie that we knew was coming. Yeah. We get their first name drop in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And this is again, this could be their guardians. They could use this to spin out some more of this, the cosmic DC lore. So again, they, they're building momentum. They're doing things here that I think makes sense for building a universe. They're allowing themselves some room to move in 
kind of their own series with Green Lantern's Corp, Justice League Dark. They've got Flashpoint where they could pivot the universe yep. a bit. And mm-hmm. Batgirl? And the Batgirl too, yep. yeah. Joss Whedon's Batgirl. So nice. he seems to be taking the reins a bit more of this universe. There's a story yeah. that came out in comicbook.com today saying that the Snyders are taking somewhat of a back seat now in the DC extended universe and Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon are going to take the reins going forward. So we got Joss Whedon now crafting the same way he crafted the MCU. Yeah. Yep. He's going to be crafting the DC extended universe. So that is quite encouraging, I think, here. And the slate of movies, I'm not familiar with some of the characters, but I do see a lot of potential for the universe here. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about what they announced here. Do you Are you excited for that news with Joss Whedon being on board, stepping over with DC? I think if he stays as kind of this overseer, mm-hmm. I think that's a role he needs. But mm-hmm. he's already heavily involved in Justice League. He's going to be directing Batgirl. Yeah. You just don't want to get that same fatigue he got exactly. with yeah. Phase 2 and both Avengers movies. Yeah. And then a little bit of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, right? Yeah. He, he helped a little bit with... You can see that in Agents... Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can see that in Age of Ultron, right. I think. That, that fatigue of Joss Whedon. And you don't want that this early in the stages of the DC Extending Year, especially when they have the momentum going. Exactly. Here. But yeah. w- was some of that fatigue studio interference? Because, I mean, if you look at some of that, he said, you know, there's some scenes that they cut out. They made me put in this scene. Mm. They made me do that. Maybe Warner Brothers have learned because they interfered with Suicide Squad. You know, James Wan, I heard a rumor that him and Matt Reeves wouldn't sign on until they were guaranteed 100% control of their films. That's that's outrageous. 100% control of their films. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Well, difficult. like creative, like main creative control of their films. So yeah. Those two directors. Yeah, I guess. Because going back to Avengers, I, I know Marvel wanted The Wasp in there instead yeah. and Josh Whedon didn't want the Wasp he wanted Black Widow I think it's the right mm-hmm. choice or, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. but yeah it's, it's difficult with these cinematic universes because you need to have someone that it has the foresight and can see five years down the road where we're going to be at with characters with the story with the overall arc that we're trying to put in place for this universe and yeah. like you said and like the comic books have done is maybe it's more about quality over continuity or whatever mm-hmm. the saying is is that we're going to kind of let our directors do their own thing and have a loose narrative throughout all of this and just see how it goes because right. you look at the, the slate of movies outside of really wonder woman and maybe the flashpoint they all kind of have this air of independence to them yeah mm-hmm. like they're not really building up say a, a proper flash and a cyborg movie is noticeably absent here and yeah you're not seeing this progression of more of an MCU blueprint where you have kind of your individual standalones and then an event movie, individual standalones and an event movie. Some of these look like they're going to be really spinning out into their own, their own thing. And maybe that's a good thing for now for the DC extended universe until they found their footing and to see what exactly works and just do maybe siloed off movies and just try to produce the best movies without weighing down continuity or weighing them down with continuity. Still kicking myself though. We didn't get the announcement of the Nightwing movie. They, yeah. they yeah. dropped that hints about that before. There's no Nightwing, and again, going back, there's no Man of Steel. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure about Nightwing. I mean, maybe they're still ironing out the details, or maybe they're going to do Batgirl and then Nightwing. But I'm not sure. But it's it's, uh, it's good to see that they're trying to build out the Bat family. Yes. And it's not just eight Batman movies. Because, I mean, if you look at probably, if you had everyone's list of top 10 favorite DC movies, probably six or seven of them would involve Batman. Definitely. And that's yeah. being generous. So it's nice that they're, you know, uh, branching out. I mean, that's the one thing I've always been jealous of Marvel is like, you know, you get to see like, they have a Guardians movie, which is crazy. And they have like an Ant-Man movie and they have like Doctor Strange. And then at DC for many years, it was Superman and Batman. And as much as I love those two, I'm like, I also love Aquaman. I also love Wonder Woman. 
And now that they, you know, they tried something different with Wonder Woman and it was a huge success, they're like, oh, maybe we should do this again. Like, it's, it's, it's good to see that they're moving in that direction. But I agree with you, Tim. I think they are doing more standalone films and not really building, like, you know, the main thing, the biggest thing I could think they could build to would be Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they would involve in the TV series into, like, this one giant movie. But I don't know if they'd... Pretty cool. That'd be, that'd be something different. Yeah, know? it'd Super be different. hard to do. Super yeah. hard to do. Because you're asking the audience a lot to be invested in your TV series of seasons and seasons and your movie universe. That's, that's tough. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. All right, well, those are the slated movies. Mm-hmm. And they did show some trailers and some footage of movies that we're getting next year. One being Aquaman. Yeah. And we didn't get to see the footage. No. But apparently from the descriptions, it looks pretty cool. I'm loving the energy from Jason Momoa on stage here. Yep. This guy is pretty badass. And I'm actually, just from him alone, I'm quite excited about this film. Yeah. I, just looking from the Justice League trailer, they seem oh. to have fixed up some of the underwater camera work and the underwater yeah, scenes. Yeah, big that. time. So it's looking a lot better. And from the description and from the reaction, that it's looking really good. Yeah. So this is something to put up there on 2018 on a most anticipated list for DC. Like, I think they're really going to run with this character because of the energy that Jason Momoa has for it and the excitement that he brings to this character. Like I can see them really leveraging him in Justice League movies and in his own standalone universe and really building something out from there. For sure, for sure. You, you, you called it the energy, the excitement this guy brings. Like, I want to grow my hair out like dreads now and just shake him every time I go surfing down a building. I love what he did in that trailer. It's so yeah. cool. I yeah. also want to be six foot five and 240 as well. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys catch what he said at the end of the panel that who the villain was? Isn't it Black Manta? Well, I, maybe he's in it, but uh, in the footage... Um, kind of spoilery not really because it's just a little bit of footage but you see uh atlantean armada underneath like this fishing boat like atlantean ship and some dolphins and like oh, armor ocean, master? Stuff. ocean master his brother his brother okay so there's gonna be a battle for the throne <laughs> nice yeah so yeah because he literally seems like a fish out of water like yeah like like underwater the ocean doesn't really agree with them they don't really mess with them and neither do the humans the surface yeah. dwellers so it's kind of cool to see where he fits in this world and, and the justice league kind of embraces him he kind of feels at home with these members of the league that's the sense i get you know? oh absolutely yeah. it almost like a band of misfits almost yeah like yeah I'm getting the sense from justice league and that's kind of cool it's like a battle for the throne so you're getting kind of like a i don't want to it's thor like let's let's thor let's you know yeah. address the <laughs> elephant in the room here it's thor like yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm digging it. <laughs> Just like he was. <laughs> Dressed like a bat. I'm digging it. <laughs> and the biggest reveal from this panel was the second Justice League trailer. And coming off of our discussion of the first Justice League trailer, Troy and I, we weren't huge fans at how they approached this. It was seemed rushed. They kind of really didn't put out there or really didn't put their best foot out there as far as Justice League. They put something out a year ago. Yeah. Um, and for a movie that doesn't come out for another couple months yet, or another year. Yeah. And in, what, November? Yeah, like November, oh, one, two weeks after Thor. Yeah, so yeah, it does come out this year. Sorry, I was all confused with dates. So it comes out in a couple months, but yeah. still, those are, that's a, a trailer a year and a half in advance for a movie that is yeah. heavily CGI focused, it seems, at least to a degree. Yeah. Um, overall, high level thoughts, and we'll talk about some of the details here, but do you think this is a much better approach that they took for a trailer for Justice League as opposed to what they've put out there before? Absolutely. This this trailer won me over. That in the poster definitely won me over to the, the DC Extended Universe. Um, it's, a, it's a little long being four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
still missing a little bit of that epic factor, I feel, that the Justice League needs because they're, like, the biggest superhero team. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. huge, right? Yeah. Either in that, though, the humor is great that they've added a little bit. I'm still not completely sold on um, Ezra Miller that yeah. plays the Flash. Yeah. I like the lines. I just don't like the lines being delivered from him. Yeah. He's that's, a weird dude. He's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I gather, at least, for him. But everybody else worked. Smart choice on leading uh, Gal Gadot to yeah. lead the beginning of the trailer. I thought that was on the money. Yeah, right? they, they had just had this to. is what Wonder Woman's been up to yes. yeah. since Wonder Woman, the film. Like, she's been out there kicking ass. Yeah. 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 And, I love, and again, we were just talking about it, Momoa. It's yeah. all about this guy. He kills it in this trailer. Yeah, he's going to steal hearts and he's going to be like the standout, I think. He's going to be the uh, like Thor or Hulk from the Avengers. Yeah, the, the Hulk's still the show in the Avengers and I yeah. agree. I think Aquaman, Arthur Curry is going to really steal it here. Yeah. yeah. This is going to build so much momentum for that movie in 2018. Yeah. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And as you said, uh, last year, you know, they put out a sizzle reel with like a minute and they had like no CGI done and you know, a lot of, not a lot of people were jacked about it. Uh, I'm glad they learned from their mistake and they didn't show us that Aquaman footage because you know, the first time we see the Aquaman movie, it's got to be epic. And so they're going to keep that under wraps, just something special for Hall H. And so when we get the first trailer, it's going to be awesome. But back to this trailer, I mean, man, four minutes of Justice League action. Oh, I'm so pumped. Like, you know, I've always been sold on this movie, but this, this just brings it home for me. Like, you see like them in battle with the parademons you see your first view of steppenwolf and his voice yeah i'm really digging his yeah, voice he does a good voice over yeah there. yes uh, that, that's that's great cyborg still doesn't really do much for me in this trailer yeah i mean it shows off his his piloting skills of how he's like cyborg so you can hack into anything i guess right is whatever um it's still a tough sell for me on that character in this yeah. movie yeah i agree he seems like the outsider yeah. of this group but he's like the human right he's like the one kind of human with not as many special powers as the others Batman. He's a full cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Batman is a human. No, he's not. He's a bat god. He literally said in the last trailer, what's your special powers? I'm rich. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. I think this was a much better trailer than what they've put in the past. Four minutes is a long trailer. Yeah. But to be honest with you, this was a well-crafted four minutes. I don't think they gave away too much here. No. Yeah. It, it, they did show the main villain but you don't really get a sense like you you kind of we kind of knew that this was this was happening but you don't get a huge sense as towards his end game his ultimate goals here yesterday is to collect the macguffin that is the mother boxes right but they they kind of went about it in a certain way that i didn't feel like it this whole like doomsday reveal right yeah, yeah. like this was more subtle and this is kind of i think it's it's a little bit like a herald almost for for dark side. Right. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. kind of a build up for that, and that's what I'm getting from this movie. It's going to be a nice introduction and a nice build up to what's inevitably going to be Justice League Two and potentially a dark side type villain. Yeah, and the the music that they used here way better yes. than what they had before. It mm-hmm. was kind of it was more of a comic book movie event style of, of music to this it kind of really built up for me from the start of the trailer where they did have some of that come together kind of in the background and they built into more of a a proper score for a trailer yeah because yeah. that's one thing that always hits me and we see this with the last jedi behind the stage or behind the scenes reel that the thor trailer did this as well and in the past with some of the avengers and all that civil war it's it's all about the score in the background yes yeah it, it helps build the epicness of a trailer and i think they nailed it here they they did 
well, I wouldn't say nailed it. They did better than they've done in the past. Yeah. But how about some of the details here? Let's, let's we're gonna just play it here in the background, and kind of talk over some of. If the... you hear me like groaning in the background, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just looking at this trailer in <laughs> happiness. You guys may not want to see this movie with me. <laughs> well, we'll probably be there, maybe a seat or two down. The <laughs> <laughs> buffer zone. So, so opening up, we got our first uh, proper look, I guess, at Commissioner Gordon. You know, yeah. Like the bat signal, like how epic and cool is that? I yeah, think he's right. going to be a perfect Gordon. He looks the part. He looks great. Uh, J.K. Simmons could play anyone for me. Like his Spider-Man. Oh, J.J. Oh, J. Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. And yeah. if Whiplash. Oh, that's a hell of a coach. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cyborg, he looks a little more polished. Still yeah. not the greatest. I, I just feel his suit's way too busy. I don't know why they, they made it that uh, yeah. complicated. I think what the best suit they could have went was something like a Robocop. Yeah. Something yeah, something sure. sim- simple like that. Because Robocop is so iconic, but maybe they didn't want to like uh, step on toes. Right. So like the thing that, that maybe this is the issue with Cyborg for me is that I feel like all of the other heroes here have their own personalities where I feel that he is still just a blank slate. Yeah. I'm not getting anything off of Cyborg. Yeah, nothing. Like, I'm not excited for a movie, and that's probably why they've removed it from the slate. Exactly. Is yeah. that Wonder Woman, you kind of get a feel here. Aquaman's a bit fun. Batman's Batman. I'm yeah, Ezra Miller's a bit weird, but the yeah. lines are good. Yeah, yeah and, and I like it's the them. Flash. Like, yeah. The Flash is well-established. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and Cyborg, he's a tough sell, especially I think they should have just gone the Teen Titans route. I think we should have seen him in a Teen Titans film first before he got before he graduated to yeah. the, the league of to the level of justice league maybe yeah. they're bringing him in to get some of those like teenagers and the younger kids in, on board because everyone else in justice league is like 30 or 40 right okay so maybe like you know I, I don't know why jeff johns when he did the new 52 run put in cyborg instead of martian manhunter yeah uh it would have been interesting to see this movie with martian manhunter in oh, there instead it was the frontier line right? yeah yeah yeah, you see the Flash. I love the Flash CGI on this. Like, I don't watch the show too much, but I think he seems really quick in this. Like, oh, it's crazy. When he goes to the glass, yeah. yeah. those effects are pretty oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was pure Snyder. And oh, because, yeah. too, with the Flash, they, they have to match what Fox and the MCU Marvel, have done. Yeah. They raise so the bar. I think, I think we're going to see something a bit different here. I think and so. And the fact that, like... Even when he does that nice little scene where they all disappear behind him, yeah. and the way he takes off, he almost disappears. You don't see him. It seems really fast. Really fast. He doesn't like get a motion of turning. Yeah. It's just he's gone. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I love it. I love it all. Justice League logo looks good still. I actually got a t-shirt from the Comic-Con with the Just League logo on it. Nice. Yeah, yeah like you said, Troy, the opening with Wonder Woman here, this looks like just some sort of heist or whatever. It kind of reminds me of the Dark Knight. It is. Yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. what went through yeah. my mind. With the 100%. Joker, yeah. the heist, yeah. But Wonder Woman wouldn't take no shit from the Joker. Yeah, I love how she dodges the bullet, very Dragon Ball Z-like. <laughs> <laughs> the guy yeah. hits her in the back of the head with a gun. Her like, kick, that's her kick, the sweep. Yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. coming straight out of the movie. This right? is like, oh, hey guys, yeah. remember Wonder Woman and yeah. how great it was? Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry about it. It's cool. So I'm, I'm really curious to know how they establish how, what she's been doing this whole time at, in her civilian life. Like, yeah. Who is this woman, right? I so. think she works in the Louvre, like rest- restoring artifacts and stuff. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So this is another aspect about the trailer that I find interesting is that, and now remind me from because I've had so much disdain for Batman and Superman, and, and seen it so many times. Yeah. We almost went a whole episode without bringing it up. Of course, we going to most talked about movie by far on this podcast. Hundred percent. I could tag Batman for Superman in almost every podcast we do. But there seems to be like this this huge void left by Superman, and I didn't. I don't remember that from Batman for Superman. Like. The, the the idea that 
or maybe they're building it into this movie of like hope and all this and that yeah. he brought kind of this hope to the world that we could be better and that he was a better man and yeah so I, I did wasn't getting the feeling of that off the back end of batman for superman but maybe i'm just not remembering the after doomsday and what that brought yeah because the world seems to feel his absence yeah like and i'm not i didn't get that from the films yeah. before see and i get it but i don't buy it because in bvs they they basically make it out even in man is still that superman's like not a good guy you know nobody really likes superman what he's done and, and, and throughout bvs um nobody really appreciates what he's done but here now they have like a bridge with the superman logo on and mm-hmm. there's mourning over this character and i'm just like did i miss something maybe in this movie to explain it i don't know how much time has passed too That's from true. the death of uh superman from- well they talk in, in the opening part of the trailer here about this crime wave and batman's been absent so yeah. there's yeah. been some time passed yes yeah I, but I, you still get the impression that they're building the justice league right because right. yeah. you, you got that from the end of suicide squad and yeah. you got that well, a bit from BVS, the end of BVS, BVS, yeah. <laughs> so it's i don't really know how much time's passed it seems like there's been a little bit of time yeah at least. yeah i'd say so i think the you know the morning of superman really comes from that epic fight with doomsday where he sacrifices himself mm-hmm. you know uh he brings like the kryptonian spear into doomsday and then kills himself as well in the process and i think that is kind of the pivot point where humanity goes from being who is this alien what's he doing here on earth you know is he here for good is he here for evil and then that's the pivot point where they're like shit this guy really was here for good and he's dead now so now what you know like we you know we didn't appreciate him when we had him and now that he's gone we really want him back like he only stopped three aliens from conquering earth the first time. yeah exactly right took him to die from one alien to did well, you appreciate did you, him? <laughs> did you notice that the uh, the emblem on the bridge, I think it's London Bridge actually, yeah. is the black and white or black and silver. That's right. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I hope he comes back in the black and silver outfit. Hope we see it. Oh. World without hope. Yeah, Daily see some hope. J.K. Simmons. It's a big thing in this trailer. Hope. Okay, so we get some nice Batman on the oh, gargoyle. Oh my goodness. That is a money shot right there. That should Classic. be like a poster or something, right? It really like, should be. And yeah. he seemed to be overlooking the site of the Doomsday fight. Yeah. Okay, as well. Yeah. Looks good. I, I like this costume a lot. I, I, I'm not really a fan of what we see later on in the trailer with the bat goggles. I think it looks just kind of silly. It, this is a real good look right here, though. Yeah, this is the best Batman costume we've gotten on screen. Yeah, bar I none. agree. Whoever does the costume designing should do it for every comic book movie. Yeah, completely with you. The building of the Justice League. We got to assemble. No, 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 Bruce, you can't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Revisiting Themyscira here, reminding us again, hey, look. It's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Best uh, best superhero movie of the year. Yeah. Box office wise. <laughs> and in Sanjay's heart. But yeah, and then we get our first look at the main bad. Another uh, mother big, box here. Yeah, right? mo- another mother box. Or is it the boom tube? Sorry. Uh, no, I think this is a mother box. Okay. So are all the mother boxes on Earth? Yeah, so I think every like uh, planet has their own mother boxes. And so if you get a mother box, it allows you to transport from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And so on Earth, my understanding is the Amazons have a mother box, the Atlanteans have a mother box, and the humans have a mother box. And, and Cyborg's a mother box himself, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. So you see some epic battle scenes with uh, Amazons and Dark or, uh, Steppenwolf's army there. What do you think of the look of Steppenwolf? I like the Iron Man pose. He drops down. <laughs> He's doing a superhero pose. Superhero pose. Superhero <laughs> pose. It's really cool. Um, you know what? A little confusing, though. I, I mean, we all know what's going on in this universe, but I feel like if you just saw Wonder Woman, you'd probably think that's um oh aries, aries. yeah oh. looks very similar to aries yeah 
Um, but yeah, not a, not a bad costume. A little different from the comics. Yeah, and a lot different from what we saw in the behind the scenes. Uh, oh yeah, deleted scene in BVS. Remember, he's like this robotic looking kind of thing. Yeah, he's like, he's like this looking. gray thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, almost yeah. gargoyle like. Right. Yeah, I think he looks much better than Ares. Ares for me, his look was like the one weak point in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Where if I could change one thing, make him look like way cooler, then that movie would have been perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I like it. You know, he's imposing, he's bigger. And his voiceover is good. His voice is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. The Aquaman looks so good. Yeah. yeah. He looks great. He's underwater right now, and this is this is awesome. A little sneak preview of what we're going to get later on, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. They really fixed it from the BVS cameo. You got Diana Prince. Oh, look at that jacket. Is there, like, little, like, gold W's there on was. it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked like it. It's like, don't tell him your secret Iron identity. Man. Yeah, Iron Man there. <laughs> <laughs> and that lake kind of looks like a bat symbol. I think that's the lake that... That's like Wayne's house, right? That overlooks. Wait, that's underneath. Yeah. No, no. Like, remember the Wayne Manor's burnt down. And he kind of lives on the lake or whatever. Yes. So yeah. it's like his base for okay. his home or whatever. And is that Iris West in the background of that flash scene? Potentially. Well, it could be. Yeah, played could by uh, someone. <laughs> A female actress. Yes. But this part's cool with the glass. Yeah, this is incredible. This is some really good looking CG going on here. Yeah. Yeah, this is a polished trailer. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. I think yeah. some of the cyborg stuff still is still iffy. Yeah. yeah. Is that, do you think he, that was the Omega sign that he hammered into oh, the ground? Oh, cool. Shit. That's a that's good yeah. pickup. That could be. I like that. Yeah, that could be. Timbo. Cool. Look at this DC lore. <laughs> I know. He knows what an Omega symbol is now, guys. <laughs> so we got our first appearance of Alfred here in the trailer, which is yeah. always welcomed. He's, yeah. uh, he's Jeremy Irons. Pretty yeah. good. Right. I really like him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he makes me, like, I really like Michael Caine, but I, this guy seems like the rough, gruff Alfred, like that militaristic yeah, Alfred that they crap. wanted for Batman or for the Nolan trilogy, right? Yeah. Like, this is a more believable Alfred for sure. from that aspect. For like, sure. That can tolerate what Bruce Wayne's been going through and yeah, doing. And he's yeah. almost like an engineer too, right? Like he's yeah. building yeah. stuff in the background. Right. Oh yeah. You could definitely see like going into battle against parademons. You would want this Alfred, not like the any of the other previous ones. Yeah. To tell you stories about like parademons. Like, look at his lair. Oh, so this looks pretty cool. It's, again, very uh, Zack Snyder here, but this yeah. looks great with all these parademons. Uh, St- Stefan Wolf in the center. This is cool. Yeah, and uh, through the uh, Mattel booth, they actually had two different kind of parademon action figures. So I don't know if that'll pan out in the movie, but there's a green and I think a gray one. Yeah, okay, probably maybe like comic a, accurate. Yeah, would yeah. you get like a soldiers and lieutenants or generals yeah. type thing, something like that? Just diff- sell them toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The faceless army. I love the red sky. Like that just looks menacing to me. Batmobile, bat goggles. Yeah, bat goggles. I'm not sold on yet myself. Right? Yeah. The Aquaman scene looks great. Or Wonder Woman scene. Yeah. The Flash. Flash running through like the speed force. I don't know if he's going through it, but it's the speed force looking effect. Yeah. Right? Some of these look like they're pulled straight off a comic book. Page. Yeah. Yeah. So here we got a good look at the Justice League a little bit. We got Batman, Cyborg, Wonder Woman in the corner, and Momoa. The man yeah aquaman really shines in this yeah i love that line he's like i've never been into battle before flash i've really just gone around and pushed people yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what like he is weird yeah and the delivery i think is good i, th- yeah. I like this i'm not a big flash watcher from the TV oh, okay show. yeah so i don't have that like attachment to that character that yeah. portrayal i kind of like what they're doing here this this seems like a good comedic take like yeah. him between him and momoa yeah they're, they're kind of opposing ends of of the the comedy in the film right yeah. you get this guy's kind of more goofy and momoa is kind of just more of like a badass yeah 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 it's interesting because this this um this flash here at least in the movie seems a little more quippy 
yeah. more, a little more Spider-Man-like, yeah. as opposed to what we got with Grant Gustin's CW. Yeah. I'm wondering if you're going to see a lot of Joss Whedon dialogue reflected in I the Flash. So, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that that they sense. said that's the one thing that they're punching up is uh, the dialogue that Whedon's going to bring in. And you know his like, quippy dialogue? This is the scre- Some of this screams Whedon. Yeah. What oh, do you guys yeah. think of his costume? Being made by Batman, I believe, too. Bruce Wayne makes it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I dig it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's different. Yeah. yeah, a lot better than we saw the futuristic Flash in BVS. Yeah, that that's was kind weird. of weird. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, with like the different crosses. Yeah, and he's coming out of another yeah that another armor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So was that the bat uh, wing there? Yeah. So this yeah. is what Cyber like I think because you see that from the first trailer, kind of Batman comes up with it. Yes. Yeah. So um, Cyborg now is uh, piloting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alfred's like who the commandeering hell are you? it. Yeah. It's a tough costume to pull off that Cyborg one. Yeah. yeah. They can always change it too, right? That's true. Like, look at wow, that. those effects on Flash, yeah. incredible. Seeing Steppenwolf throw the axe underwater and stuff, oh, yeah, like, that's oh. pretty badass. Some bat fighting scenes, some bombs going off, Wonder Woman punching. Ooh, Wonder Woman with the gauntlet. Oh yeah, the I guard. wonder if uh, Steppenwolf even gets phased by that. Yeah. Other than the water, I don't know. After watching Wonder Woman, she's pretty powerful. Yeah, she could have kicked Doomsday's ass by herself. You, you say that now, but I mean, look look at that look at that red sky. I just can't get some enough of, of that. Some of this CG, it looks really heavy on the battles. Yeah. And it seems that when we do have the Justice League versus the Parademons, some of that still looks like it needs tweaking from the CGI end. Yeah. Like, it still looks a bit video game-esque to me. Yeah. 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 Leading up to this scene here, we get to see the Justice League um, kind of standing out front of some cop cars, but it looks kind of similar to, uh, I think... Was it uh, New Fifty Two one when we first saw the Justice League form? Oh and, yeah, and they, and they think of the name, the title to like it's like the I don't know what they come up with. They're Flash. like in front of like a justice building. <laughs> yeah, I think Flash I, is like let's call ourselves like the famous Seven, or he yeah. mentions like some weird names. And, I like, think that's like the justice yeah, League. that's like after the uh, Justice League War run. Yes, where yes. they're at like the White House. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that yeah. kind of looks like a callback there. Yeah, with those heroes. It was nice too because. That's the first time we're seeing the Justice League in the light. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger point. Yeah. yeah. I'm a vampire. I hate the light, okay? I love this dark and gritty universe that they're building with BVS, with Suicide Squad. This color palette that it's like sepiaed up and it's a little bit darker. I think I'm the only one. But here's the thing, okay, guys? You know, if you want like a light movie, that's fine. Um, you know, you can always go. Marvel is making tons of great like light um they have a lot colorful. of colorful comedic <laughs> movies right but see dc is more like darker and grittier stylized like yeah and, it's kind of like it's kind of like an art film in a way like yeah. I, I i dig it and you know the way we have it now that it's set up you get the best of both worlds you know if dc moves over to marvel and becomes like just like a marvel clone i think it's going to lose some of its appeal to like a lot of hardcore fans it'll gain a ton more appeal to the masses i think like just strike a healthy balance, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I agree. Like a healthy balance, and you know, uh, Marvel's been killing it. What they're doing, DC's still trying to find their balance, and I think you know they're with this Justice League trailer and with Wonder Woman, they're finding it. I, I think a balance can be struck with Snyder and Whedon together for sure, because oh, you're taking yeah. probably the the comedic end of at least the initial MCU, yeah, with the lines of quippiness, and then the kind of the more character interaction, and then you're combining it with the toned up at least as far as the, the, the darkness and all that goes, yeah. Zack Snyder scenes. And you're hammering those two together. I'm worried that you're going to see that, that juxtaposition within the movie or yeah, the two ha- different directors. It has to be seamless. But at the same time, that could be the mix that we need to find that balance between what they've built 
from the universe from its foundation through to what we're getting here in the Justice League trailer. Yeah, yeah, it, it works for me. I'm curious to know how it's going to work though when we get a Batman film because by rights, Batman should be the darkest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So when this universe is surrounded by all this stylized darkness, it kind of takes away from a Batman film. You know, I'm curious to know if we do get a Man of Steel two and it is uh, Matthew Vaughn directing. Will it be a little lighter, a little brighter? Because I think by rights, Superman should be. It, it kind of needs to get away yeah. from that dark yeah. tone. You know, you bring up an interesting point that the Batman film will be hard to pull off because even in this trailer, Alfred says something to along, along the lines of, back when you thought the toughest challenge was like exploding penguins. Right. Yeah. Like so it's like, how can he go from battling Steppenwolf to battling like the penguin, right? Because well, that was one of the rude Josh Gad was going to be the penguin. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's interesting because, yeah, the last two villains that he's fought is Doomsday yeah. and Steppenwolf, like right. two extraterrestrial massive so how's like, he gonna fight the Riddler, who's yeah. just like, "Here's the riddle for you, yeah. <laughs> Batman." Yeah. yeah, he's like, "I kill people now." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they're gonna. It's gonna be a tough movie, but this part here reminds me of the uh, painting in the Sistine Chapel. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's yeah. Okay. Art history class paying you. off. Wow. People said it was a waste of a class, and they were not right. And this is the money shot. Oh here. yeah. Momoa surfboarding down a building. And the hair flip. Yeah. The hair flip. That's crazy. Yeah. I love this scene, you know, where they're sitting on the rooftop. Yeah. It just plays so much into what we've seen in the past. Because there's even like, um, what's that Ugh, college humor skit that they did with Batman? And he's like hiding behind. Yeah. Like, oh, one, one of the, like, it's, 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 I don't know, it's from when the Dark Knight came out. And he's like just hiding behind one of the walls. And Commissioner Gordon's like, I can see you. <laughs> and he goes and hides, turn around, turn around. <laughs> that. But it's kind of cool that the fastest one of them all yeah, yeah. to see them go. I think yeah. that's genius. Yeah. That's he's just great. polite. He is. Yeah. He's a nice guy. This also feels like a Joss Whedon scene. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And again, like Tim mentioned here, his speed is just unmatched. It's like nothing we've seen before on film. You don't even see him like, yeah, yeah. go to run. Almost like he disappears. Yeah. Then great. here's the ending where do we see Superman? Do we not? For sure. The Jurassic Park glass. Yeah. So you get two bumps though. You see that? Yeah. One step, two step. Yeah. Or Superman. Key, key words hope. I'm telling you right there. He says hope. We saw it in the beginning with the newspaper. He said lantern. He just mispronounced it. <laughs> yeah. But how epic will it be if Green Lantern shows up? There's a red hue in that. Yeah, I, I feel like so. I'm seeing a cape. For sure. It has to be suits. For sure. It but has good to be. on them for yeah. not revealing. Yeah. yeah. They could have very easily panned to Superman there. Yeah. And yeah. said, hey, guess what? Superman's here. But they've kept him out of the panel. They've kept him out of all the promotional art for yeah. the most part. They have this tease here, which is heavily implying the return of Superman. Yeah. yeah. But they've kept him out of it. If they can go for the rest of the promo and for the rest of the marketing without showing Superman, I think that would be a big win for DC. I agree. He's for sure going to beat it though because we've seen Henry Cavill lifting too in the gym. We've seen him tweeting or Instagramming, you know, pictures he's, of him He's in the, in gym. the movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's for sure. sure in here, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, she yeah. tweeted a picture of him with his legs crossed with yeah. the Superman tights on, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's for sure in there, but good on them for But it could just it be a trailer. flashback. Could be. Like, we yeah. don't know what, what capacity he comes a flashback too, though. Yeah, it's yeah, true. He's only been Superman like everything. six months. I think yeah. Spider-Man's been Spider-Man longer than Yeah. Fair enough. the movie world. Yeah. Well, that that wraps it up for the DC Extended Universe. I think this was a pretty successful panel from them. They yeah. got what they need to get out there. They made the announcement of the slate. I don't know if there's any dates associated with things. We don't know exactly no. when things are dropping. But this universe is starting to, to ride that momentum out of Wonder Woman. This trailer is encouraging. So I'm excited for this stuff. Like, I think that we're getting there with this universe. And the amount of beating the dead horse and kicking the 
film around or the previous films and that that we've done i think some of it's justified and some of it we've gone a little far with but i think that we're getting to the point now where we're kind of all getting on the same page here with this universe and i'm excited for going forward hopefully this all lands and we continue to ride that one one momentum i agree no no more 28 percent run to yeah. for justice league please <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would just crush me yeah no i gotta say i am excited you know this movie wasn't even on my anticipated list that we did a while back there yeah. i gotta say it's it's climbed up there I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie i think dc did a great job at san diego comic-con this year 2017 and i can't wait to see the, the future of uh, this movie this movie universe awesome i agree i hated it no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well let's jump into marvel studios we we thought that this episode would be an hour long we're an hour and 10 minutes or so here and we haven't even touched on marvel so this is gonna be a long long night guys all right who's got the coffee <laughs> we might have to take a break here before we get into star wars but yeah. let's jump into some marvel studio stuff here so hot off the heels of their appearance at d23 they had the unveiling of the first teaser trailer for avengers infinity war Ooh. we have yet to see this they showed this in hall h i've seen it and alongside of this reveal of this teaser trailer at d23 came a poster an awesome poster with thanos with the infinity gauntlet this was reflecting infinity gauntlet number one the the comic book which this is probably loosely based on probably not though <laughs> really love this poster but we also got the announcement at d23 of the children of thanos and the reveal yes. of the actual big sculpts so flanking thanos at d23 was corpus glade ebony maw proximal midnight and a character they call Cull obsidian which is actually the black dwarf now these characters are also known as the black order they're called the children of thanos in this reveal but they made their first appearance in the storyline that we're all quite fond of that's the infinity storyline from hickman that's what i was gonna say i recognize corpus Glade. so they made their first appearance in avengers or new avengers number eight this is volume three written by jonathan hickman and so these are very recent characters that have been yeah. added to this universe and again, I've talked about this a lot in the past and going back to that same episode where we talked about movie or comic book runs we want to see made into movies. I said Infinity. More so now than I have ever thought, <laughs> they're taking most of their cues, I think, from that Hickman run. Yeah. They're going to have these children of Thanos or the Black Order seem to be the lieutenants of Thanos. Now, whether they're children or not, kind of taking from Thanos Rising where he kind of went and planted his seed around the galaxy and all that. That's just irresponsible. Yeah, that just wrap irresponsible. it up, Thanos. <laughs> Come on now. But Practice it, safe sex. It looks like what they're going to do with Infinity War is that they're going to have his lieutenants showing up and they're going to go individually after an Infinity Stone. Oh. And this is exactly what they did in Infinity is that they showed up and they, you know, one, I think it was the Black Dwarf maybe, went to Wakanda. And in the movie from the description, or from the, the trailer description, it seems that the, the heroes have paired off somewhat. we got Thor and Loki with the Guardians. You've got Nomad Cap and Black Widow. You've got what looks to be Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Iron Man. So it seems like we have kind of these odd groupings of heroes probably individually fighting the children of Thanos. And that's exactly what they did in Infinity. I'm so excited for this reveal. What did you guys think of this reveal and the look of the actual characters themselves? Because we did see some CGI characters holding the Corvus Glade kind of whatever it is, bow or um, I can't remember what it's called. The thing he has to hold on to to live. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, this this is cool. This is the D twenty three uh, reveal. Yeah, this looked so cool. Um, these aliens, you know, it'll be so nice to see like these aliens interacting. We've seen it with the Guardians, obviously already, but we haven't seen it with um like the street level characters like a Spider Man or yeah. or even like Iron Man. You know, so that'll be really cool to see these characters interact with them. I really like that we're getting um not to diss DC and then this isn't really a diss to them, but rather them just getting like faceless. Ultrons even or yeah. parademons they're getting like the big guys the big chiefs lieutenants to fight which I think is just so cool to see yeah. um, I, I like how these teams are all kind of splitting off the poster it, it, it's okay for me I don't really like the Iron Man side so much I really like the cap side yeah, so the, you're talking about the three part the beard, poster the bearded cap yeah yes yeah. the nomad yeah. Yeah, so, I, I love that look. Yeah, so yeah. San Diego, they released a three-part poster. Even though right. we didn't get an actual trailer or anything released publicly, they did show eventually this like high-def poster that came together that had the different groupings. Yes. And if you look at the way Thanos is holding the gauntlet, the, the, the shine from the Infinity Stones are coming off and kind of lighting up on individual groupings of characters. Right. And so that's why I'm thinking kind of infinity here is that you're going to have the children of Thanos going after these individual yes. groups who themselves are protecting an infinity stone. What do you think of the look of Thanos in that poster without his his crown, if you want to call it that? It's an interesting way because in Guardians he had the crown. Yeah, every time in, you see them. Yeah. So I don't really... There's an explanation from one of the Russo brothers. I didn't quite catch exactly why he didn't or he's kind of more casual about yeah. it, like his approach. So I don't know if that's just his battle armor he's or... He's a farmer now already. Yeah, he's the farmer. That's, that's his look. <laughs> I know. Post uh, Infinity yeah. War. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll wait and see. But uh, oh, this this movie, and I'm so disappointed that they haven't released the the teaser. I, I, I really want it. I really, I, I think I understand why. I think Russo even went out to say, or somebody from uh, Disney went out to say that you know it was an experience for the con goers, mm-hmm. but for the general audience, it just wasn't quite ready. Yeah. So I, I guess I appreciate that. But you know, when you're hearing everybody else that got to experience this stuff yeah. in San Diego, you're just like, come on, I want to see this. And yeah. one of the things I said too, this is about Thor. And Black Panther. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah so that this makes is sense. what they're trying to highlight. D23 was really focused on Infinity War, even though we didn't get the trailer right. publicly. Mm-hmm. But they did show and did reveal a lot of things from there. So I, the, the internet was going bonkers yeah. on Saturday night. Like, the, people were furious that Marvel hasn't released this yet. Yeah. I'm not sitting on the furious end. No. I, I get it. Like, I would really like to see For it. For sure. Absolutely. And I've avoided all the cams. I don't want I want to see this in HD yeah. on a proper screen. I want to experience this the way it's meant to be experienced. I yeah. think that's what Marvel's really asking for. Yeah. And we're going to, so we'll discuss that when it eventually does drop because it's going to oh, come yeah. out soon at oh, yeah. some oh, point yeah. here, I would imagine, to build that momentum. That's one thing we hit on about what Marvel had to do at this panel right. was start to build the momentum for Avengers Infinity War. Yes. And they did just that. Yeah. And some it, of the scene descriptions are off the charts. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I did. I was lucky enough to see it before Disney. T- pulled it down oh you did see the cam right? I, I did see the cam video and it's amazing like it had me in awe the whole time i'm not gonna say anything i don't want to spoil anything but if you ever get a chance to see this like when this finally does get released when we can talk about it that opening scene is incredible oh, man it's it's amazing and it involves two characters that haven't met yet in mcu and oh, man. it's epic oh, crazy <laughs> Well, <laughs> because we can't discuss that, let's discuss <laughs> the rest of the reveals from San Diego. It was jam-packed full of reveals. The same way that DC dropped all sorts of information about their slate going forward, Marvel did this with all the movies that they have coming up in the next couple of years. They really kicked off the weekend by releasing two new posters, which look absolutely incredible. We have the new Thor Ragnarok poster. Love it. Oh, the colors on this. It looks so awesome. It, it's like, and you look at the poster for Black Panther 2. Yeah. Like we made fun of the original one, the Photoshop <laughs> yeah. version of T'Challa on the throne. Yeah. This one 
The king has arrived. <laughs> yeah. This is a much better poster, Definitely. I think. Yeah. You got him overlooking Wakanda, standing on that that big panther we saw at the end of Civil War. Yeah. Right. This they look fantastic. But I went back and looked at the original Thor Ragnarok title card. It was very dark. It kind of had that feel of Ragnarok to it. Yeah. And you look at the evolution of this film from getting Taika on right into the trailer that dropped during the Hall H panel. Yeah. This thing has gone through a massive shift in tone. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this? Like from the poster and from the trailer, do you think Thor is going in the right direction? Is this a Thor that you think you can get on board with? I think this is the Thor we needed from the beginning. This yeah. this looks really cool. You know, I'm the odd one out. I don't I don't really like the Thor poster that much. It's it's it doesn't work for me from every other marketing campaign that we've seen so far for this movie. I've been on board with. I love it. Yeah. The the poster to me is a little weird. Um, I love everything else we've seen. The Black Panther looks so cool. It looks a little more similar to the Black Panther in the comics now with the ears kind of going downwards. Yeah. Oh, like okay. Up, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. It looks just like the end of a uh, Civil War there with um with like the, like the rock of whatnot yeah. in Wakanda. So that's cool. Um. But yeah, man, I Thor looks so good. It just looks so good. I can't I wait agree. to see this movie. Jeez. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Tim brings up an interesting point where the trailers and the title card went from being dark to like super light and like artsy and kind like of very like, 80s. Like, yeah. The start of the trailer, the, the way that the, the title card kind of fades into, you feel like you're getting shoved right into Stranger Things. Yes, yeah. exactly. I agree. Yeah. And I hope, you know, this was their plan all along. Um, my only caution, I don't think it's going to end up like this, but the same thing happened to Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. where the first trailer was very dark, kind of gritty, the Comic-Con trailer that they released, and then by the end, you're getting, like, the neon stuff and, like, the stylized music and everything, and it was very light and poppy, and, you know, it completely changed what the director had envisioned. This, though, I think was always meant to be light and, uh, like, colorful, and I think just their title card was just, you know, they probably didn't have... They were up all night the day before, so they didn't put that much effort. Well, I think the original title card probably came from Marvel. Yeah, they had an idea and they had a title and an i like a story that they wanted to do, and that was the Ragnarok story. Yeah, and then they brought on Taika, and if you listen to the panel and they're talking about Thor and all that, they you get a sense that Hemsworth and and Taika and Feige and all that were a bit tired of this Thor that they had built. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of this, you know, very proud and mighty Thor and all that. And they've really taken him down and and recreated the character Mm -hmm. and added these great quippy lines. He seems a bit more comedic, but also he's still, because we have those previous movies, you still get that prowess of Thor to him. He talks in the, in the trailer about going through a, a, a journey of self-discovery which is interesting i yeah. find that kind of parallels maybe a bit of what they've done with the characters they've they've gone back to maybe not so much the basics of the comics but they've yeah. really reformed this character around the basis of marvel and that is having a strong hero that is also a bit funny too that yes. you can kind of get on board with so this is where it differs a lot from dc and I think that this Thor and the presentation that we see from Chris Hemsworth here really, really hits in this trailer. I'm really loving what they're doing here. And I know that we do get a pairing of Thor with some other characters from yeah. the description from the Infinity War trailer. And it fits what they're trying to build into. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this Thor feels more like the Joss Whedon Thor, like the Avengers Thor, where he's surrounded by like other heroes. So he can kind of shine more so as opposed to being like the only strong man in the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, because I don't feel like it worked that well in um, in Thor 1 or Thor 2, even though he had like the Heroes of 3. Just, is it the Heroes of 3? Warriors, so. yeah, Warriors, Warriors of 3. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors of 3. Um, I, I feel like he can actually 
um, have more more of those quips like alongside of Hulk and whatnot, right? Yeah. So it works, and, and maybe Beta Ray Bill will still show up. I'm Ooh. hoping, I'm hoping for it. But um, all around, yeah, I'm I'm just totally pumped, and I like the direction they're going in here with Thor. Yeah. yeah. Now, what yeah. about Hulk? This was the big reveal for me in this trailer, and something that on second and third and fourth watches of this, I got more on board with. But when I first saw the Hulk in this, like the first trailer, when we see him in gladiatorial gear and all that, he looks like the Hulk we're familiar with. Yeah. As far as the CG goes. But when next time you see him here, he looks very different. He looks a lot more like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. He's yeah. a bit smaller. And even his skin tone and his hair are different. Yeah. Oh. Like, did you see that in Hulk? Like, was that something that bothered you at first? Because at, at first I was like, whoa, that either looks unfinished yeah. or it looks very different. Yeah, you know, I um, I didn't get that unfinished vibe, but I instantly liked it. I, like, I could totally tell right away. I'm like, this is not the Incredible Hulk looking uh, Hulk, and this isn't the Avengers looking Hulk. This looks more cleaned up. Um, like his hair's cut, but it looks like he actually has like a, like it, like it's styled almost. It's not like a wild hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> he looks a little bit smaller than like the um like the 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 Planet Hulk that we see yes. him fight with Thor, right? So, looks a little smaller from yeah that he definitely does and the panel when you watch it mark ruffalo talks a bit about the hulk and kind of the evolution that he's gone through yeah and that he's been like, in that gladiatorial mode he's been hulk for two years that's right wow without going back to bruce yeah. banner yeah. and there must be something in his interaction with thor that that makes him transform back into mark ruffalo right into actual banner yeah. and then there seems to be a point at which they kind of mold into one yes where you get a more intelligent hulk yeah, from the end of the trailer right like a gray hulk but not gray exactly yeah. so you're getting a bit more of an intelligent hulk and yeah. so it's gonna be interesting to see how that progression of hulk goes because i didn't think we we're gonna get this much of a hulk story right right and they seem to be really picking up from where they left off at age of ultron inserting planet hulk the storyline as well as bring him into more of the asgardian end of it into the more ragnarok story which is pretty cool because yeah. thor says right in the trailer here i'm putting together a team yeah and hulk is one of the guys that's on the team yes yeah so that's so cool then so that two-year gap that kind of that's cool that leaves a lot open like what was going on that whole time I and mean, yeah. all of our minds are thinking planet hulk right, right? that's really cool though and, yeah, and, do, that. and this pushes that it towards infinity war yes yeah because i think this is going to build right into infinity war is For this sure. the last movie before infinity war uh, Black Panther will be. Uh, That's yeah. when February. February. Yeah. But the Ragnarok will be pushing towards Infinity War. Yeah, right? yeah oh, I so think. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. What Ragnarok might do is set up Infinity War. I think Black Panther is going to be the last Infinity Stone. Oh. Okay. okay yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and yep. that's why we may have Wakanda getting attacked by one of the children of Thanos. Yeah. Because that's what happens in the comic books. Right. So right. It's, it's a nice parallel there as well. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So. Uh, I read an article today that said that they released the runtime for this movie at only 100 minutes. Does that seem like long enough for you? Because it seems like they're setting up a lot of stuff. you got Hulk, Planet Hulk, Thor gets kind of brought down, and then he builds his team together. You know, I was expecting this to be like, you know, a good two. minutes? Yeah, like a good two. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, and then take away credits, that's only like... 90 minutes. How many end credit scenes are we getting? Here? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that is really short. That's got to be one of the shortest movies. Uh, it's yeah. the shortest MCU movie to date. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. That surprised me because I thought this, looking at it, there's a lot in this and I thought they'd, you know, take at least two hours. Yeah. Especially with Hela. We haven't talked about Hela enough. Yeah. She looks incredible in this trailer. Yeah. 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 Kate Blanchett. Holy smokes. Yeah. She is awesome. Yeah. Like, I think she's going to be really good. Do you I, think she's Mistress Death? I think so because she drops that line in there yeah. about um, what you say, like I'm death or yeah. something oh. like that. I'm like, oh my god, Thanos. So maybe death. maybe Thor kills her, and then Thanos just gets pissed off that he killed his lover. It's a main squeeze. 
I don't know if she's gonna. He's gonna kill her. No. I think. Can, Asgard's can you really destroyed. kill death? Yes. Yeah, Asgard's gonna get wiped out for sure. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think that yeah, it's. I, this is going right into Infinity War. And do you think we're gonna keep this trend up of Marvel since Guardians and Spider Man? We've been having some really good villains. Do you think? Hell is gonna be the next big deal here. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. she's gonna be on another level. I think because they now have the ability to say destroy Asgard and go to the next level with Hella, that they're not holding back me like, no, we need to make sure Asgard's intact. We need to make sure that so they're they're really changing up this whole Thor universe. And I think having a villain and having the ability to do really whatever, that that really benefits her character. Yeah. Is that they're not going to be constrained by Thor four, right? right? They're yeah. just going to they're plowing into Infinity War, so they're going to have some constraints there. But I think that's going to benefit Hela as a character more than anything else, right? Right. And then we get the big reveal at the end of the trailer as well. Yeah, Searcher. This was spoiled for me by the Funko Pop. Oh, it was revealed okay. a couple of weeks before that Searcher was actually in this. We knew from the Ragnarok storyline that of yeah. course he's going to be in this. And we got our first image of it and Hulk jumping towards him. He looks enormous. Huge. Yeah, this so, looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. I think they have to tread carefully here with this whole searcher thing that it doesn't go into this big, huge CGI mess of a right. thing. But I think it's cool that we're going to have a lot of Hulk through this. We've got Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie seems to be teaming looks up. Great. Loki. He's yeah. flipping back and forth. Yeah. Is this the last time we see Tom Hiddleston as Loki? No, he's on the Infinity War poster. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Loki looks cool. He, he's rocking that, um, I think it's Agent of Asgard yes. look, you know, from the comics. So yeah. he looks pretty cool. They got rid of this silly um, helmet that he used to used yeah. to rock. And they made yeah. Thor's helmet actually even better. Yeah, he so. seems yeah. to be flip-flopping a lot in yeah. this film. Like, he's probably the one that lets Hela out. Yeah. And then he's with the Grandmaster. And then he seems to be fighting with Thor to get off of the Skahar or whatever it's called, the Grandmaster's oh, Planet. He, oh, so it's called Scar. I think so. Cool, because that's the, the name of Hulk's son in the comics. It's oh. Skahar. Yeah, Skahar. Whatever Skar. it's called. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the planet, and those are the, the villains in, or the kind of cannon fodder in Guardians 1 were natives to that planet. Okay, okay, cool. So that, and that's from Planet Hulk and all that. Yes. And you get the Grandmaster too as well. And... Jeff Goldblum in the panel also revealed that he is, in fact, the brother of the Collector. The Collector, that's right. The elders oh. of the Universe. Yeah. They, they were made right after the Big Bang. So, again, you're building this Elders of the Universe type thing, which is really cool. Yes. Building into the lore that was built somewhat in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well. Right. So, a lot of connections there. They're really building Thor into the Guardians realm, I think. Yeah. And nice. sticking with Asgard, sticking with all that. So, all in all, this trailer looked at least for me, fantastic. Loved it. Done Loved watching it. Ragnarok trailers though. Yeah. yeah. This this gave away maybe a little bit too much for me. I would have liked maybe a bit of those reveals, maybe Hulk and all that within the movie theater, but can't really escape that. I'm happy I watched it. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to this movie. Yeah. November is going to be a big month for Pumpkin. Oh, movies. yeah. It's be great. Could it be the first month we get two $1 billion films? I don't who's, think so. Who's going to outperform who? Oh, I don't know. It'll be tough. Uh, Justice League probably should take it. Should. But Thor's got a lot of momentum. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. People are really intrigued by the the shift in tone in yeah, this. Especially movie. that first trailer. A lot of yeah. people yeah. love that first trailer. That's true. I think yeah. it all depends on the quality of the films. Whichever film has better quality will turn out to make the most money. Definitely. Yeah. All right, and a couple of the other reveals coming out of the Hall H panel for Marvel Studios. There's one that you Troy called, and probably one of my favorite reveals of the panel was the art for Captain Marvel, as well as the reveal that it's going to be set in the 90s. So this is set before oh, man. 2008's Iron Man, 
and it's going to have Nick Fury in it, a two-eyed Nick Fury. Yes. Really? And he's going to be and they're going to be battling the scrolls. Now we've already talked about previously about our opinion of the scrolls. I'm super excited yeah. for this. This is an unbelievable announcement. This is probably my favorite announcement of San Diego Comic-Con for Marvel. Yeah. Like this is unbelievable. This is so cool and, and I did not see that coming with the timeline. No. At least with the 90s cuz I always thought Iron Man was the first to start it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's and it's an interesting placement because Captain Marvel comes in between Infinity War and Avengers 4. So the nice thing about setting it in the 1990s is that you can tell a full origin story for Captain Marvel outside of the events of Infinity War, yes. yep. which is I think is fantastic. And going back to the 90s is going to allow them to do kind of a fun period piece right. as well. Um, what's what's your guys' thoughts on them going back to the 90s, and how do you think they're going to structure this around the MCU? Because they've been a bit careless with their timeline with Spider-Man Homecoming and some of the other stuff that they've done. Do you think that they can land this, and how do they explain captain marvel's presence in the mcu right. based off of what we've had so far her not showing up for the alien invasion her not showing up for ultron yeah potentially not showing up for infinity war at least the start of it right like where has she been this whole time where yeah. has she been fighting that's that's kind of crazy i like the direction of going with the costume it looks very much like the all new all different yep. uh captain marvel so that's always great yeah. I, i'm really intrigued by this 90s timeline now though i just i don't know what they're gonna do is it samuel jackson playing nick fury too at this point or are we gonna get a younger actor to play i'm guessing they're gonna really flex their muscle with this de-aging technology okay, yeah Troy, you can go up for the part <laughs> <laughs> you're like a young sam yeah, jackson, young sam jackson. <laughs> well they, yeah. they've got so much kind of back catalog of what he looked like yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah so much he can go off of yeah and then he can do all the the mocap he better have the jerry curls yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> It could also be an effective way to tell a Nick Fury origin story to a degree as well. Oh, that's yes. true, yeah. I wish I, that would be really cool. Yeah. Is or a maybe scroll going to pull out one of his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, like the, the hard thing to build around this is that Nick Fury, he did say to Iron Man, you're part of a bigger universe now. And could they be retconning that he's talking about Captain Marvel? Right. But where's Captain Marvel been? Like, if Fury knows yeah. about her, yeah. where has she been? Like, are they going to try to explain that she's been off in space somewhere right. has she encountered the guardians at some point yeah you know um yeah that, that's that's just crazy I, I don't know what they're gonna do a cool thing would be is if we get that reveal that there is a scroll on earth still like if we get that reveal of a scroll has been hiding along the whole time as somebody yeah. so massive they have to be doing secret invasion they have to they have to yeah, like, yeah. now that they have the scrolls and that they could put them back into the 90s I can almost, I want to almost guarantee yeah. that one of the heroes that we are familiar with is a scroll. Scro oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like someone's going to turn sideways at some point, like we saw in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yes. It's Captain America in yes. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's right. Cool. I don't know if they're going to go down that Hawkeye. path. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> He'd be perfect. He yeah. Would be. yeah. And like he just turns sideways and boom, you see the chin or whatever. Yeah. They're going to do this in phase four. Yes. This yeah. is what they have to build into. Like now that they've secured the scrolls, they're going to get them on screen first. They're going to establish the idea of shapeshifters and all this and what they can do. Oh, yeah. This has to be a thread they pull through. Yeah. Like, it's got to be. Yeah. Absolutely. They're seeding stuff for phase four here. I, I can almost guarantee. 100%. If they don't, yeah. they're fools. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you have to set this in space as Captain Marvel movie because Iron Man was the first Avenger. You know, he was the well, actually, Captain America was the first Avenger. But, uh, you know, I thought maybe I'm wrong or not. Um, but I thought like Iron Man was the big reveal and there had been no superheroes prior to that. No it, public superheroes. Oh, okay. But then like if you have, say, like this huge world battle, word would have gotten out, right? 
That's why it must all take place in space. The, yeah, that's yeah, what they I'm have thinking. Because it can't take place in space with Nick Fury, though. Oh, okay. Unless it's got sword. You have to introduce sword. Oh, that's Which huge. But why haven't we seen that? Exactly. With the Chitauri invasion. Exactly. Maybe they, they get topic. defeated. They got defeated. They failed. I, yeah, and they like said, we're going to try again with S.H.I.E.L.D. I have a great amount of confidence that they're going to be able to weave this in. Yeah. Because her origins are cosmic in nature, right? Like it comes down to the Kree and all yeah, this. Yeah, from, from, the, from the original Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, they kind of weave all this together. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. I think yeah. it's cool that they're going down this route. Because there's always that that fear that they have to build in Captain Marvel into Infinity War to some degree. Yeah. But this allows them to do the origin story and tell their own story outside of that that big event that's happening, as well as have her show up at some point with a full power set. Yes. Yeah. And not have to kind of explain that while you're trying to introduce all these villains into the Infinity War and all this, right? Right. Oh, so that's, that's it's, exciting. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. Man, scrolls. I mean, Man, the 90s is one of those periods that, you know, we've got tons of 80s stuff. You had Apocalypse, and 80s is huge right now. It's only natural that the 90s becomes, like, the next big it decade. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see, like, color prints, like, fresh prints kind of clothing, and, uh, I don't know, grunge rock, and whatever else you think of the 90s. Hairdo, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I think even with Black Panther, though, some of that movie will be taking place in the 90s, I believe they said. Yeah, because you could see like him going to Atlanta or something. Yeah, yeah, and I thought they mentioned something about that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so flash we have the opportunity to include characters like Peggy Carter in this. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Michael Douglas's uh, Hank Pym. Yeah. 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 So you could integrate some of those characters because we really haven't seen anything prior to 2008 with the exception of what we saw in ant-man i believe that was set in the 60s or something to that effect yeah so they they do have some leeway there maybe howard stark or something to that effect right so they they can build in some of the continuity that they've built in previous movies and kind of remind you hey yeah we have done some of this and try to build up shield as as it's coming up to becoming this kind of global protection entity right right so there's there's a lot they can do there and i'm i'm Pretty excited for Pretty this. Pretty excited for that one. Yeah. yeah. 90s yeah. comics are awesome. Yeah, they are. Pouches, like <laughs> yeah. you said. Shoulder now. pads. Yeah. Pouches, <laughs> shoulder pads, and guns. That's what it was all about. And the other movie that Kevin Feige did focus in on here was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, this comes out in between the Infinity War events as well. Ant-Man was one of the kind of surprise hits for Marvel, starring Paul Rudd and uh, Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. They will both be returning. They release a promo art or a concept art poster, yep. which did have them all on it. It had Giant Man, it had the Wasp cool. on there. And they also announced a couple of key casting, one being Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne. So yes. Flashbacks Ooh. or potentially the return of the Wasp. Yeah. I'm thinking if you go back to Bendis' run, Remember the wasp was shrunken down to this like yeah. kind of molecule micro, size over in the microverse or yeah. whatever. I'm thinking that we're gonna get her yanked back out of that. Oh, for sure. That she actually Doctor didn't Strange. Die. Yeah. There's oh, there's so much they could do there. Lawrence Fishburne is playing Doctor Bill Foster, yes. who's a great legacy character from the Ant Man lore. Yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. Goliath. Who got, Goliath. Yes. Yeah. So I don't oh, know. Oh we'll really? See him. Yeah. He's yeah. like the original Goliath. Yeah. He's the one that died in uh, Civil War. Remember he got taken down by yeah, that, yeah. that weird Thor? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, the, the robot Thor? Thor thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Cool. Yeah, and they've got uh, um, an actress named Hannah John Carmen playing the ghost, and Walt Goggins playing Sonny Birch, and Randall Park playing a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Jimmy Woo. So we're going oh, to really? be reintegrating S.H.I.E.L.D. into the MCU as well. Cool. Cool. All right. So we'll see if they actually reference Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or not. Yeah. 
Okay. He shows up. So the casting looks great here. This hits theaters in July 6, 2018. So this is in prime time for movies. And I think Ant-Man and the Wasp, this is another movie that I'm pretty excited for. They're, they've dropped enough hints, I think, throughout this Hall H panel to kind of amp up everything in the shadow of Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah. these standalones, these, these franchise builders, these are the type of movies that are going to be building into Phase 4. And these are the new pillars of Marvel, as I've called Spider-Man. Captain Marvel's going to have to be one, too. Yeah. Black Panther. I think we're going to see a Thor 4 as well. Oh, you think they might do it? I don't think Hemsworth's done. Yeah. yeah because cause the thing is with him, now with the, the partnering of him and Hulk, because everybody loved that first um, yeah. encounter with him and the Avengers, could we just see them get away from the title, like a Thor 4, and just go... Oh yeah, they Thor could Hulk do or, or yeah, Thor okay. and Hulk yeah, high yeah. five or Thor something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like the the MCU is like it's been chugging along really well here. We've been doing our MCU retrospective series, yeah. building into Infinity War, and seeing all these announcements gets me that much more excited for what we've been doing with that retrospective series. Going back and revisiting these movies and discussing them at length has made me appreciate these universes so much more than I already did. Right. And I was already on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome to see what they're doing here. How do you guys feel about Marvel's performance at Hall H and D23 over the last two weekends? Yeah, I love that. I feel Marvel always really does bring it. Um, I think they gave you all around like a better experience than DC, but I feel like DC hit you hard with the Justice League drop. Yeah. So it's a win-win for both. I can't say one lost or the other one didn't. I, I feel like they both brought their A game. If then, if any were publicly dropped, oh, okay, then I have yeah. to, I have to. Get to <laughs> yeah, if, if we all got a taste, if we all got a taste, it's good, man. Let me yeah. tell you, suckling from that Marvel teat, it's a good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay, what are your thoughts? Uh, I loved everything Marvel did. I mean, Black Panther looks amazing. Do you see the cast reaction when they showed that trailer of Black Panther? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's so cool. Yeah, um, that movie looks epic. Like everything, like that they've been doing, everything has me excited. I'm gonna see everything in theaters opening day. You know, they could literally show me like nothing, and I'd still see these movies opening day. Like there'd have to be something very crappy for me not to see it in theaters. I mean, I've seen Amazing Spider-Man two in theaters, so you know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, no, I really loved it. I uh, loved everything that they did. I'm super excited. The casting has me excited. Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. Uh, Catwoman herself. Yeah. And then you got Perry White jumping ship. It's like they're doing trades in like, it's like sports. <laughs> it's like Marvel trades Josh Whedon to DC for Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Michael Keaton. Ma- Michael Keaton, yeah. <laughs> so they just need Danny DeVito and then they have the whole cast of Batman Returns. <laughs> Tommy Jones is already there too. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Jim Carrey. <laughs> I can see awesome. Jim Carrey being someone. Yeah, Carnage, Cassidy. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's a perfect yeah, that'd be, casting. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Wow, that's actually an amazing <laughs> casting choice. And Carnage is the rumored villain for the villain that's for Venom yeah, yeah, movie. Venom movie. Of course, let's see. And they yeah. have Tom Hardy. And Tom, yeah, look they at that. Hey, the list goes on. Jeez. Wow, they, they took a lot to get Josh Whedon out of the MCU. Who else <laughs> are they going to trade over to sweeten <laughs> the pot? Josh Whedon. Well, Josh Whedon just Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You did get that one weird guy from The Dark Knight who's an Ant-Man, who's like one of his uh, associates. T.I.? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you had me go in there for a minute. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, wait, no. T.I. is an Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's like Dark Knight. Remember, he's the guy that 
Harvey Dent captures and then the Joker Oh, he's the one that's about to snipe Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah. We did snipe. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little weirdo. Yeah, yeah. He he's in that, <laughs> man, for yeah. some reason. You're like, oh, I've seen that guy before. That's true. Just don't take Christopher Nolan, please. No. <laughs> Dunkirk, right? All right, guys, let's, let's wrap this discussion up with a bit of talk on Marvel from the Hasbro end. Cool. We've got a lot of legends dropping this year. We've already talked about the Thor Ragnarok wave. We've got yep. the second Guardians wave, the Spider-Man Homecoming, the Defenders wave was showcased at San Diego again. And they continued to roll out more action figures. <laughs> Deadpool is getting his own waves. We're getting a reissue or re-sculpt of a Deadpool with a cable. And he comes alongside of that. We get next twenty three with the mask. That was with, cool. Oh, she looks yeah. fantastic. Missing the toe claws though. Yes, Why the toe claws? Is. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think I saw these. Did they release them at the yeah. expo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I saw them. I don't think I have pictures of them though, but they look pretty epic. Look good. Yeah, yeah, I have the Thor Ragnarok picture ones, but I don't think I yeah. took these. Yeah, no. Domino in this wave as well, who's rumored to be in Deadpool two as well. Yes. And we've got Deathlock. These are all kind of comic versions as well, and we've got some sort of symbiote Spider-Man looking thing. Yes, yeah, loser. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then another wave that they did announce was the Black Panther wave. They showed some concept art for the Black Panther film figures. It yes. looks like we're going to get three. I could only make out really the Black Panther figure. Yeah, I couldn't make out the other ones. It's like I'd, that black and white photo. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It had that gray kind of sculpting to it. Yeah. So I couldn't make out who they were, but I'm assuming it's... One looked a bit bigger. Yeah. It could have been uh, Manape. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And potentially maybe Michael B. Jordan's character. Right. Eric right. Killmonger. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. And probably going to get one of the Dora Milaje, would be my guess. That'd be nice. Or that'd Suri, nice. Here's his sister. Um, and there was also the Build-A-Figure X-Men wave. We don't know the characters, but we are getting the Apocalypse Build wave. Oh, yeah. Build-A-Figure. Which really? Is just, yeah, that's that's awesome. Is it the movie one? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not taking that. Part the of Ivan Ooze one. <laughs> uh, um, following uh, with Star Wars, you know how we got the uh, the 40th anniversary. We're getting as well like the toy biz yeah. kind of um, the vintage look, vintage line, which is really cool because you get your hands again on that pizza mold Spider Man, yeah, original Captain America, yeah. Iron Man in yeah. his mid costume, like the 90s, uh, Wolverine. As yeah. well, and you get the mask, the alternate mask with the without the mask, I guess the head awesome. swap, which is pretty cool. I think Black Widow. Yeah, black. Yeah, there's a black widow there, and then there's a black widow on a motorcycle on the as well. bike. Yeah. Six inch scale. That's right, and and that leads me to my my problems I had with the Hasbro line is they did Jewel, which is the Defenders line, which is cool, yeah. but it's the exact same head sculpt as um, Silk from the Spider Man line. Well, that's which what you're is saying, yeah. Really lazy, like that. That really bugs me. And as well, we got this new uh, Mary Jane and Spider Man line, all new, all different, which is cool. Good head sculpt for Mary Jane, but it's the exact same head they're using on Black Widow. They just removed the freckles. So, oh really? That's like that's uh, that's, that's that's pretty bad. That's really bad, especially because we've got a lot of cool new body molds going on out there. And with the guys, they always switch the faces. They do a pretty good job with the guys. So I figured with the girls, they could treat them better. So I'm not really pleased um, with that. <laughs> just wait till they use that head sculpt for Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then the other thing is the Defender line looks cool. It's like the, the comic four pack, line, right? Yeah, the four pack. Except the Daredevils, like we should have the all new, all different, the black and red costume, not this, this the red one, because we already had the red one like yeah. four years ago. Yeah. So I don't know why they're using the exact same red one with a little bit of a different paint apps, which kind of sucks. It's the Netflix line, like no, no. So they have no. their own separate Netflix wave that's coming out that has the Punisher, Elektra, Daredevil, yeah. and someone, Blade, Blade, and then there's another character from the netflix series as well that i'm missing there um was it uh iron fist no, no, no i can't remember is that tv show out yet or the defenders comes out in september there's a trailer to drop for that 
<laughs> that's like the one series on Netflix I'm actually like super excited for. I'm like, yeah. oh, that'd be so cool. You gotta get through a whole bunch before you watch it. Ah, whatever. <laughs> you don't the, need to. This four pack they released, it does have Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Daredevil, and Jewel. Yeah, so a shirtless Iron Fist. Yes. These are all characters that we've seen in the past Plenty kind times. of few waves. Not maybe a year or two ago, right? Yeah. So I'm not super really into this yeah i'm kind of bummed because i, I think uh, luke cage was like a san diego uh exclusive like two years back yeah. so now you can uh, get your hands on this guy the jessica jones we never had before it's just a, it's it's, it's kind of crappy jewel, looking yeah. yeah it's really bad uh, yeah looking. i'm still like i said i i've really kind of called down my collecting of, of legends to just the mcu characters. yeah that's a good call and yeah. a lot of the announcements here most of them maybe even all of them are all comic-based characters. I'm going to pick up the odd one here and there, mm-hmm. but none of these really got me super amped up yeah. for collecting Legends into 2018. Yeah. Like, with the exception of the Black Panther, and they also did release a concept of Thanos from Infinity War. Yes. It's the one you oh. have. It's the Builder figure already, but it has the gauntlet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm hoping that they've kind of re-sculpted it to look a bit more like Josh Brolin. That'd be cool. And fit kind of the... Because that was the... I might have been the Infinity Thanos that they did, the Builder figure from one of the Avengers waves. And I'm hoping that it's more likened towards Josh Bourne and the, the costume that we get in Avengers Infinity War. Because he looked cool. bald as well. He looked like he wasn't wearing his helmet. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's so, right. But we get another other characters. There's a two-pack of, of agents or Hydra agents. Which is cool if you're doing like the army building. Yes, exactly. Because you get like three oh, alternate yeah. heads, yeah. right? It's really? So that's cool, yeah. And you get Black Bolt and Medusa in comic book style. Yeah, yeah, which not I fan. think they're both or at least the medusa is a walgreens exclusive oh, okay and then you get mr fantastic to go with your yeah yes invisible, invisible woman i'm gonna pick yeah. that up and i think they mentioned a thing but we never see him but i yeah. thought they mentioned and there's thing. also a johnny storm i think there is there as well oh, whoa yeah, fantastic four merchandise yes well, what's marvel doing are yeah. they confused yes <laughs> they don't promote that anymore uh, i got a name on that wave as yeah well. with the beard which is cool yeah. too oh. yeah swappable heads yeah and then we're getting, of course, another Spider-Man wave. Yeah, this is a disappointment to this one because we get Gwenpool. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. You already mentioned the symbiont, which isn't that great. Yeah, Lasher, yeah. Yeah, Mysterio's cool. Mysterio's yeah. awesome, yeah. But, Stop uh, that the melting build- Mysterio. Spider-Punk. <laughs> Spider-Punk, which is all right from Spider-Verse, but the big payoff is the Build-A-Figure, the, the lizard. Lizard, yeah. Looks great. Wow, really? Looks really good. He's huge. Movie one or? No, it looks like your, your generic lab coat. Lab- I love that one, yeah. like that the animated cool. series. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty slick-looking pants. Like, the, the paint apps look pretty good on it. It looks really good from what we saw from some of the videos and all that yeah and then uh other than that like we got the six inch ghost rider on the motorcycle the, the, the bike's cool too because you can uh you can take apart the bike to make it look like a normal bike oh can you which is oh. cool so if you get that blade or you get your hands on a wolverine or a cap you can put them on that bike which is cool that's but cool i guess uh scarlet not scarlet witch black widow comes yeah. with a bike too right yeah she does yeah so all in all i'm at least for the reveals at San Diego, I know we're going to get some more at New York Comic Con yeah. in, I think, in the fall here. Yeah. And we're going to get some of these rolling out as other waves and as the movies approach. I'm super pumped for the MCU wave with the Thor Ragnarok and the Guardians. Yes. Something, and the rest of the Homecoming wave. But what they showed here, the comic book space stuff, I think I said this last year at San Diego when we <laughs> talked about uh, the, the reveals from Hasbro on the Marvel side, yeah. is that I'm probably not going to pick up many of these. Yeah, the only thing I'm chasing is those card backs, and it's just because I didn't yeah, start vintage, collecting until yeah. late in the game, so now I can get my hands on some of those other figures that came out later mm-hmm. or earlier. 
I should say, either yeah. than that, the Ghost Rider looks kind of cool with the vehicles. I like that path they're going with. That's the, cool. I don't know what the price point in that is going to be. Probably 40, 50 bucks yeah, American. Yeah, 99 Yeah. So it's going to be so 50 bucks American. That would yeah. be upwards of 65 yeah. probably Canadian. See, that's, yeah, that, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. over the $35 mark. Yeah, see, you. so yeah. cut it off. Cut yeah. it off right there. But yeah, uh, all in all, not, not the best reveals. I'm really disappointed in that Defenders line big time. I think that's a missed opportunity with those characters and what yeah. they did. We've seen like four Iron Fists, like from the green costume to the yeah. white now we're shirtless so many it's, of them. it's ridiculous daredevil is a letdown jewel is a letdown and i guess um luke cage is is cool that's that's mm. kind of about it is we he wearing a yellow shirt yes. oh yes yeah I want children of thanos yeah. Um, yeah they've got to do a double or triple wave for infinity war oh my god that's it's gonna, gonna be like massive. 30 figures deep they've like the build really a figure would be out. so detailed it's like i get thanos's left toe it's like they give you like a hot toy yeah oh man so cool some of those sideshow collectibles they had at san diego is just insane i was like oh my goodness i want these the all. anakin hot toy looked phenomenal Jeez, and the yeah. Luke. Look out! Yeah, I'm. I'm calling it right now. I will get my hands on that. We should figure. get them to sponsor us. Like, yeah, hey, we're sure. gonna do a, uh, a product review. Can you send us your uh, Batman Dark Knight? Uh... We need three of everything. <laughs> yeah, as well, uh, just in case. All deluxe sets. Uh, man, I would sell that and be so rich. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's let's wrap up our discussion for part one of episode eighty-one, our Marvel and DC discussion here. I think that we captured a good chunk of the reveals. We didn't talk about comic books. We didn't really talk about TV. So we're going to get to that eventually down the line here. We're going to focus in on some of the other elements of San Diego as well. We had the Ready Player One, mm. the, the Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Stranger Things, a lot of Netflix stuff dropping. Yeah, Arrow Season 6 trailer, I yeah, think. Yeah, so oh. there's a lot out there. New Defenders trailer. There's a Stan Lee Netflix type um, a promo video which did show the first image of Punisher okay. from either Defenders or from his new series. Right. So there's still a lot out there that we didn't discuss. And we're going to throw some of it up on the website. That's the nerdroom.net. Just highlighting and kind of, like I said, amalgamating some of these trailers and all that into one place. You don't have to go searching all over the place from. We've thrown some of the panels up that we've discussed here with regards to the Marvel Studios and the Hasbro panels and all that. They're all up on YouTube. and We've kind of streamlined all that onto the website as well. So you can go check that out there. We're going to be recording a second part to episode 81, which is going to focus in on Star Wars from D23 and San Diego Comic-Con. And that's going to be dropping the day after this episode drops. So I'm hopefully going to be able to get this out on Thursday. And then Friday is going to be the Star Wars episode. So make sure you tune in back to the Nerd Room feed, back to the website to pick up the Star Wars end of the last two weeks as our discussion of that. And from there, guys, I think it's time for us to sign off. We're almost two hours into this episode. <laughs> Something that I said at the start when we recorded, we're going to keep this to an hour. But there was just so much to discuss. Yeah. Here, I think it warranted a longer episode. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah. We're yeah, still here. And if you left much. early, then you missed so much cool stuff. Hopefully you come back. Yeah. And if you missed anything, let us know in the comments below. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you'd like to get a hold of us or be a part of the show, you can always email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can hit us up on our website now at thenerdroom.net. You can also comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages. Or Tim's OKCupid okay profile. Yeah, so you can find me there, I guess. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been absolutely fantastic discussing Marvel and DC. Make sure to tune in to our Star Wars episode, which will drop the day after part two of all of this. And that being said, for The Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering The Nerd Room. 
This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and Troy TheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.